What's up, everybody? This is Podcast Gameoverse episode 133 for Saturday, February 11, 2023. I am Wasabi Ice Cream. Joined as always, my dude Rick. What's up? Yo, what's up, everybody? This is the Gameoverse podcast. I'm excited. Well, a lot has happened in the last, like, what, two weeks since we did our show? Oh, my God. Uh, it's been a while since we did the show last, but a lot has happened. I can't wait to talk about Nintendo. Just had a huge direct with a bunch of like really cool announcements. I'm excited to talk about. But first, yeah. man, this is where we always start. Steam just had a uh, their next fest, and yeah. we ran a demo derby on it. Well, tell us what you played, man. Where are some standouts? So I played a bunch of stuff, bunch of stuff. I did a whole yeah. twelve hours of just fucking straight up just games, man. And yeah, there was just a bunch of, uh, you know, most most of the stuff that I played was actually pretty good. That's good. But there were there were a couple games that did stand out from the rest for me. And yep. let's see, I got a couple of them down here. One, Radio the Universe. So I, most of these games I hadn't heard of, but some of them have been in development for a very long time. And I guess this one. <laughs> was in development for like a decade uh on kickstarter and so people had thought it was just dead until it had just randomly shown up in this uh demo this demo next fest okay no one knew it was coming no one knew it was here it was just like wow dude i can't believe we're finally hearing about this after 10 years (laughs) uh and i didn't i had no idea until i like looked at the comments on it and it's like it's really fucking cool though. It's uh okay, what is it? Hard to explain what it is actually. It's like um Looks like from what I'm seeing in the gameplay, looks like a, like a Zelda like. It's more it's okay, yeah, it's, it's kinda like a Zelda like, but you're like a robot girl and it's like a Zelda like mixed with Dark Souls almost where you have very low health. So and your movement options aren't the, like tight, like the controls aren't very tight. It's kind of floaty a little bit. So yeah. you get like a melee attack that takes a while. It takes like a second for it to come out. You get like a dash move and you can sprint. Yeah. And then you get, um, you get a gun where the ammo takes a while to um, like, it's on like a cooldown. Like, you get a certain amount of ammo and once you run out, the reload is like it takes like five seconds to reload um but it's like super it's hard to explain it though it's hard to explain it without actually like playing it but it's very it's very souls like but without um but like it feels like a zelda almost but neither of those things (laughs) there's a lot of platforming some light puzzle solving and then just combat, very punishing combat. Uh, and then it's got like upgrade mechanics to where you and uh, kind of there's like an upgrade tree and you can kind of pick and choose where you want to put stuff. And like all the like health upgrades are the one you look at and you're like, oh man, instead of taking one hit, I can take two hits, <laughs> like type of shit. Uh, it's like it was it was really cool 
I would I would find yeah. it in this uh in this gameplay. This here it is, here it is. So yeah, so I was playing and then I got to like a boss fight and it took me like fucking uh the demos I played during this derby, I spent more time with them than I usually do. Like I finished most of the demos that I played. So I didn't yeah. check out like usually I just like give it like five minutes and move on, but I tried to finish all of them I played. So this one I gave like an hour and and the I'm showing some footage in the stream right now. We're doing this live. You go to gamerverse.com slash twitch. Um you can see I'm showing some gameplay right now of this game and this boss fight took me like forty five minutes. <laughs> oh Jesus. Because like he hits you like once and you're fucking dead. And I was like I kept getting him down to like one more hit, one more hit. And he just kept getting me. And so yeah, I was like but I kept getting closer and closer. And it was just so fucking hard, man. Um but it, it looks so like fun. fun. Like you said it's floaty. It looks floaty, but like yeah, it looks like there's some tightness to it too. Like it's despite tight. how floaty the movement is, like yeah, you can like because you can attack and then like dodge, cancel out of your attacks and stuff. Clay's in the chat. Ooh. What's up, Clay? What up, Clay? Um, and then an- another mechanic this thing had, which I didn't t- completely understand, is to get experience points. It said this thing where so you can see every enemy has like it shows how many hit points they have left, and. Yeah you do a certain it shows you how much damage you do and to get experience points from your kills you have to do exactly uh zero points you have to kill them with exactly zero health you can't like overkill so say if they have like three hit points you do four damage you don't get experience from that and what yeah it was very confusing when they explained it because Why? the way the way they explained it was um, you only get experience if you do zero when enemies have zero health or some shit like that. So I don't even know what that means. Like, do I have to get them to zero and then kill them? Or do I have to kill them with the exact amount of health they have? And I think it's the exact amount of health. I still don't really know. Uh, Ooh, that's annoying. That's not even fun. It <laughs> sounds annoying as <laughs> fuck. I mean, it, well, <laughs> you end up kind of just doing it without thinking i mean it's not like you're like trying to farm experience you, you can like just break boxes and get experience points or open yeah. chests and you get experience so it's not even something you're thinking about but when it came up i was like that's crazy <laughs> like that's insane so um yeah it's an it's a very interesting game uh the art style is really cool um again that's called radio the universe i think the the next fest is still going on so uh if you're if you're still looking for stuff to try out yeah try try that one out definitely because it's it's really cool um and then another one i tried was called super 56. now this game yeah i've seen this one it looks really cool it's a if you remember it's a warrior wear but it's more like if you ever played work time fun on psp never heard of that (laughs) work time fun or it was also called wtf um it's closer to that than a um than a warrior wear um one of the things this game does specifically is it's literally just one button 
throughout the entire game, even in the menus, it's just one button. So you hit the A button to um, scroll through the menu, and then you hold the A button to select your option. Okay. And so, and then that every game is played that same way. So it's a collection of mini games, fifty six of them, and the whole premise is that you're like a human who's on an exchange program in hell, and you're like rooming with these two guys, and they can't play the game that they have. So you being a human with with fingers, they say, "Oh, you can finally beat this game that we can't play because we don't have hands." Uh, and yeah, so it's just a bunch of mini games. There's 56 of them, but I think there's only like 10 or so in the demo. And okay. it's it's fucking difficult. <laughs> it's yeah. like the cool thing it does is it has leaderboards. So what you can what you do is you you customize the way your like character is presented, but you're only like presented like a like a Street Fighter like tagline and like logo and shit. You know how like Street Fighter does the fucking like here's your portrait and your tagline and yeah. your, your stats. Like that's all you get. So, but so you you see other players like that, and you can mix and match different messages, and that's how you like say stuff. But so every mini game has a has a leaderboard on it to show who's like the best at the at the mini game. And the fucking mini games are like some of them are pretty easy, but. Some of them are, are like very difficult. And it does do the WarioWare thing of like the, this this thing starts and you don't know what the fuck to do other than you just oh you you only have one button so there's no movement there's no I mean there might be movement but you move with the one button or like variations of the one button either like tapping. That sounds it or... like a trip. That sounds <laughs> like it could be awesome or like terrible. <laughs> it's you know it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, and then and then so you don't like in in WarioWare, you know, you get like one attempt to do the thing, but in this, it's just a timer. So it, it, whatever the mini game has, like be it like thirty seconds, you get thirty seconds to do the entire thing. It never like kicks you out if you die or something. Um, and yeah, it's just it's cool. And then the whole thing is it's like it's like you there's like loot boxes, but they're not really loot boxes. It's just um they're you know, they're, they're the loot box thing, but inside of you, you get them by like leveling up just by playing the mini games, you get uh points and you level up and you get a loot box at the end and then you can you and then you get random character customization stuff to put in your portrait. Okay. So that's cool. Yeah. All right, it sounds like fun. Like it sounds dope. Like I yeah. saw it. And I was like, it's a WarioWare, but yeah, I thought it was yeah, a rhythm. Like there's more depth to it than like a regular WarioWare game. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, it could be that. It looks like that too. I thought it was gonna be more rhythm involved, but it, it's not. <laughs> so, but it's really cool. It's really cool. So it's, definitely it's check cool. that out. I like that. Literally all the games that you're showing off, I've never heard of before. So this is cool. Yeah, that's the that's why you know that's why I like to do the 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 next fest stuff because it's all stuff that I had no idea was ever coming, and it's stuff that is is now definitely on my wish list. So, Clay, do you wanna you wanna jump in the in the in the voice, or?
because we can get you in here if you want. Let's see. Also checked out another game called Bionic Bay. Now, this one is really difficult to explain, um, but I'll try. It's like a platformer, but... Bionic Bay. That one looks really cool. Visually, Yo, it's incredible. Back? Well, I, it's, yeah, it's incredible in, like, every way. <laughs> but visually, I think the visuals are the most striking thing about it. Um... I was gone for like a sec. I think my shit froze up, but we're talking about Bionic Bay right now. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, good. Um, yeah, I'm watching the gameplay videos of it, and this looks like crazy. <laughs> it's like, what if Limbo was like super zoomed out and it was more physics based? Physics and like fluid physics. So It looks like Limbo mixed with like Super Meat Boy. Yeah, yeah. It's basically that, but physics, like physics through the roof. So, like, there's a lot of fluid physics. There's a lot of um, just, like, gravity physics. Uh, I like that. Like, all kinds of stuff. So, and then... I like games that just make physics, like, part of the platforming. Like, yeah, the way yeah. you fall, the way you, like, bounce off of stuff. And Yeah. No, it's then, not like uh It's not like a... How can I word it? It's not like a totally like reactionary movement, you know, because Mario has physics, but it's not like physics based. Yeah, it's like it's character. Really you know, like your character has physics, and like that's basically yeah. it. And it's like this is how your character controls and yeah. the environment, and then they might like add ice to it or like wind. But yeah, I like that. I like platformers where like physics is like a part of the platforming. Yeah, because like in a game like Mario, it's very predictable, but in this, everything. Yeah everything moves so everything has its own physics and that is very unpredictable when it comes to solving the puzzles which like can that. be can be frustrating but it can also be just like amusing yeah and it looks like, amusing from what i'm seeing here so yeah far. yeah you'll, you'll like flop around in, in these puzzles and like most of the time i'm like i'm, I'm laughing my ass off it was just it was just funny the way my character flopped around and exploded and and it's very good with the checkpoints. You never, you never too far off from where you f you fucked up. So it's just it, it throws you right back where you like last jumped from. So yeah, it's like very cool. It's very hard I to like explain that. though. No, um, it looks cool. Like I'm watching the gameplay videos of it, and this looks really fun. Like I would have some fun with this. Yeah, it's very fun. Like I it was, again, like I spent like another hour just playing this alone. Uh, until I got to the end, and I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it looks um, awesome. That's on my like, wish list now, for sure. <laughs> one of the big mechanics is, like, this, like, swap mechanic. So you slap something, and then at any point, you can hit the bumper, and you swap places with it. And yeah, I was seeing that, too. Yeah, and whatever, whatever you were, however you were moving at that time gets conserved and continues when you're swapping, too. So... Um, it's like it's very cool. So, yeah, it looks super cool. There's a lot of really cool shit that I'm seeing here. Yeah, that I like really, really like. Yeah, like this looks fun. That's all I can say. It looks fun as fuck. So that's um Bionic Bay. Bionic Bay. Um, 
and then this this last one uh it's really cool it's it's cooler in concept well i don't say it's cooler in concept the entire thing is cool but let's see it's called uh shadows of doubt and it is a procedurally generated detective uh sandbox simulation uh, uh, that's what it is. A, a procedurally generated city with a procedurally generated crime with procedurally generated people who all who all have lifestyles, and you're a detective, and everything's randomly generated. Just imagine like Minecraft, but there's a detective sim going on. Let me get Clay in here. See, this is cool because I'm seeing the immersive sim tag in here. Yeah, yeah. And if it's like procedurally generated immersive sim, I'm like, ooh, ooh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Let me see if uh... is that are you still in here? Okay, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, this looks cool as fuck, dude. Like. Like I said, I saw the immersive sim tag, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's that's enough to pique my interest, at least." <laughs> Wait, I think I have to do another thing here. There it is. Yo. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's like it's a it's an immersive sim, but it's more than like it's more than you expect. <laughs> it's more than. Because the, the the simulation that's happening is like extremely detailed, extremely detailed to the point where like it was raining in the city and I walked outside and I got wet and then I was outside too long and I was cold and I was shivering and I was sneezing. And then so I was trying to sneak around in these like air ducts and my character was sneezing and people I was getting caught because I kept sneezing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, that's like. <laughs> Some people think that's annoying, but I love when games have like a bunch of little mechanics that like work with each other, yeah, and affect each other. That's why I like Breath of the Wild so much because uh, like, you sneeze, happen. you sneeze, and the dude's like, "What's that sound?" Yeah, Come on, yeah, yeah. Here we go. It, yeah, it I was... love that. Metal Gear Solid Two, man. When you're on the tanker yeah. and you sneeze, oh, and yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. right there. <laughs> By the way, what yeah. up, y'all? How you doing? What's up, yo, What's Clay? Up? Long time, man. I know, man. It's like I, I, I just woke up, man, because you know, I'm Pacific time, and I was like, eight in the morning, and they're streaming. God, this is too much. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I'm in Arizona, so it's Valentine's. So it's only like about an hour ahead of you, I think. Yeah. At least for now, yeah. once daylight savings time hits, like, I think I'll be, uh, I'll be up with you guys or something. Yeah. Dude, you'll be yeah. farther behind. I think. Yeah, you'll be farther behind. I think Wasabi will be like behind me. I don't even know. Yeah, it's annoying. Daylight saving time should be like just eliminated. We should stop doing that. It's a waste of time. It is. It is ridiculous. Just pick something yeah. and stick with it. Yeah, I agree. I am. I'm way too lazy to be changing clocks, man. Come on. <laughs> like so clocks. tell me more about the shadows of time game, like or shadows of doubt, because. So what is? Is there like a lot of combat in it, or is it more just like sneaking around, detective stuff? No, there's combat. Uh, like. 
um i couldn't figure it out though but there's definitely combat like at one at some point okay so okay so here's how it here's how it starts okay. is you start waking up in your apartment and i guess you log into your computer and it's like hey i got this case for you or something yeah and again it's randomly generated so it could be anything or anyone anywhere in the game so the whole point is to like figure out who this person is where how to find them talk to people like interview them you can like you can get their fingerprints you can get like you can get you get handcuffs you can arrest people uh so you can do whatever you got to do to get there's a phone book with people's everyone's name listed in it there's businesses that you can talk, ask and question uh full-on detective sim but then also there's just a bunch of other stuff going on so when i found out like the person's name i looked them up in the in the phone book and their address is in there and then you can pin all your information to like this board and then you can do the whole like uh csi fucking drawing webs and linking things to be like okay this is how this is linked and these are together and stuff like that you can organize all your information like that that's cool I don't know about you guys. Like, I love a good detective game, and I am horrible at them. Same. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah. So I found out the apartment this guy lived in, and I walked in there, and um, there was just a random woman walking around. So I was like, "Hey, do you know this guy?" And she was like, "I don't talk to cops or something like that." She was very like rude lady. Wouldn't give me any information. So I was like, "Okay, I know where this guy lives anyway." I was breaking and fucking but then like the whole apartment has like machine gun turrets just like posted up like i guess if, if oh, anyone jesus so i was like okay i can't do anything too bad because these things are going to turn on and light me up so i was like i noticed there were like air ducts <laughs> so i broke into the air ducts and started crawling around but it was hard to navigate so i was like uh but i had like a i had a little like objective marker on the on the over um, on like the, the map or whatever on the UI so I can kind of like navigate and get close to that marker and I got close to it and broke into some house that I thought was the guy and they were talking they were talking like they were up to something so I was like oh this must be the guy um, and they were talking about All right, anyway here's the plan we're gonna go to Fazoli's and uh, Joey's got a thing going on and he's gonna drop the thing in the trash can and I'm gonna go pick it up at this time, and I was like, "I gotta okay. ask, was this like fully voice acted, or was no, there, it like... there was no voice acting? It was just like popping okay. up in the like in the world. It was just popping up as like an overlay, like okay, that's cool." And I was like, "Why isn't my character writing any of this down? This is good information." <laughs> and I was the whole time I was like, I was staying hidden in like their like closet, <laughs> like as I was listening to this conversation, and then and then um I think my character sneezed, and they were like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> Uh, and that is so me. cool. And then they their like door was locked because I had broken in through the air duct. And then I tried to like stack. A, I couldn't reach it. Once I jumped in there, it was too high to actually reach and like leave again. So I was like, oh shit! So I like broke into their bedroom, stole a a step ladder, <laughs> and tried to like climb out. But when I dropped it on the floor, it made noise again, and they caught me. And I started fighting them. Uh, like this whole thing happened <laughs> and it was the wrong house. Like I wasn't even in the oh, right house. Oh my God. 
So like I couldn't find out, I couldn't figure out how to like punch or anything. So I was like, oh fuck, let me like. So I threw the step ladder at them and knocked them out. And then they had a gun in their house, so I was like, oh shit, they got a gun. And I picked it up. I couldn't figure out how to use it, so I threw the gun at them. <laughs> and then they ended up they ended up killing because they kept waking back up. Like I knocked them out for like a couple seconds every time, but they kept waking back up, and then they eventually killed me. You're in the wrong house. These two shady dudes are like planning their kids' birthday yeah, party yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like I love games like that. That kind of just unfold like this, and you have your own like story you can tell that was just crazy and fucked up. It was it was awesome. So love that. I love that. That sounds fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> uh, but the only issue with the game is that the performance was god awful. God awful. Yeah? It just ran horribly uh so i'm sure still, there's a lot of stuff going on like under the hood from what you're describing here but yeah. even that's yeah. still early so i'm sure they have some optimizations to to make on it so yeah but yeah other, other than that man it was like really really cool so it's definitely in my radar that is cool as fuck i'm i'm into it dude like i really yeah. want to pick this up now or at least yeah. check it out. the The demo should still be up, right? I think all the demos are still up. I don't. I don't know when the next fest is over, but I think it is still going right now. Ooh, I got. I gotta try um, it now. Yeah, I'm into it. It's called dude. Shadows of Doubt. Shadows of Doubt. So that's really cool. I I, I gotta pick it up now. I really need. I really want to pick it up now. Um, was there anything else you're playing? There's uh what's this one? Rhythm Sprout? Rhythm Sprout. I think we were talking about it like a week or two ago. Um in the new releases. It's it's a rhythm game. And yeah, I played a little bit of it and it's really it's really cool. It does more it's more than I thought it would be. It's like a straight up yeah. like adventure game where the entire adventure is just in rhythm. So it's like a it's a three button game. It's just left, right, and like center, or I guess it's like left, right, and like what they consider like a dodge button. And so, is it like are, when you say that, like when you say that, is it like just ASD or something like that? Um, or ASD, the arrow keys or something, or I guess yeah, it would be. Well, I so I was using a controller, so it was like left. Right. It was like anything on the left pad any face button and then either either any trigger would be like left right and then center okay but the way the way it works is like you're a little like rhythm uh like onion knight and like every everything in the world is like food related so like you're like a part of the vegetable kingdom and you are like an, an onion knight and your the sweets the the sugar kingdom is invading so it's like the the vegetables versus the sugar um, all right yeah and um yeah the whole thing is just like an adventure it's, it's basically like you're walking down a path and you're hitting like left and right into the beat and then you'll run into a, a combat scenario and then in combat, you're like attacking with like left and right, and then you're dodging with the, uh, like the dodge button. It's really cool, and it's all like seamless too. So, 
it'll just like I, I think it's dynamic because sometimes it's the it's like in step with the music but you'll see you'll see more you'll see notes coming that change depending on what's happening in the in the adventure so if like a character starts to attack your your dodge stuff comes comes up like it doesn't seem like it's like predetermined stuff but okay it's um it's really cool it's really cool so um oh yeah so now that you have the video up it's i mean essentially it's like just ddr but with like a story yeah 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 basically but it's like it's, that's cool yeah no dude like who doesn't love ddr that's cool <laughs> like, yeah. yeah i like rhythm games this is a pretty cool pretty cool twist on the rhythm game thing so yeah. I like it. Um, yeah, it sounds like fun. Like that's that's this cool thing about this like <clears throat> uh, Steam Next Fest that they show off all these cool games you would have like never heard of. Like I haven't heard of any of these games, yeah. except for Wh- Rhythm Sprout. I do remember talking about that one. Yeah, Rhythm Rhythm Sprout wasn't part of the Next Fest. That was just that, that actually just came out. So, oh, there, you know what? I do want to talk about one more game <laughs> that was yeah. in this Next Fest. It was the, it was the only bad game that was in the Next Fest. Okay. I think it was Perseus. Uh, it was a Diablo game. Uh, what the fuck okay. Is it called? Perseus. It, Perseus Titan Slayer. I was gonna say, is this like a rip off of like Hades or something with no, no, with no. Perseus as the main star or something? No, no, no. It's a it's a it's a Diablo, but it's yeah. bad. It is bad, dude. It's so bad. It yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't look it doesn't look as bad as it is, but I'm telling you. It was you. popping up in like my recommendations, but Yeah. No, this game comes out in like two days. I was like I was like, they got a lot of work to do on this game, but I mean it's just a demo, so they I'm sure they'll polish it up. No, it's coming out in like two days, dude. Like it's not. Oh dude, look at the menu bar. That's totally like a just Diablo right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh it's bad. It's it bad. looks decent. What's wrong with it? No, it looks decent, but it doesn't. <laughs> uh, it's like uh, I'm. I'm almost certain this is like a port of a mobile game, and yeah. even even then, it's not even because like I think Undecember is on mobile too. But that game was like yeah, that game was when, when I played that demo, I was like, "Holy shit, this is great!" Uh, this was like on my radar because it was a Diablo, and I was like, "Oh yeah, finally I get to play this demo." And it's just, it's trash, dude. I can't even explain how bad it is without, like, you just have to play it, and you'll you'll instantly see. It just has a bunch of, like, stock assets, you know? Like, some of the menus are just, like, not, like, some of the font work is just not good. And the menus are not yeah. good, and the controls are not good. The enemies are not good. It doesn't feel good. Um, but like you know, it's hard to explain how not good it is until you you play it and you're like, this is yeah, this ain't <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'm almost certain it's like a free to play mobile game, dude. It's the the way it's like it has that progression system where it's like it has those like branching paths, and you choose a you choose a path, and it's like, oh, this one's got uh twelve enemies, or they're all badass enemies though or they're all elites and oh you're gonna get some health in this uh 
if you take this path and it's just small arenas of um diablo like content but you're like an arena so you choose a you choose a thing on this branching path and you get an arena with maybe like 50 guys in it and then you kill those guys and you get a chest and it's like oh yeah this was a you got health items and then the next and then you choose like the next arena on this branching path of tiles and you go in there and there's like another 20 enemies in this arena uh it's bad <laughs> it's bad it's not a it's not a it's not good it's not that's good. that sucks it looks like fun that's the first part like yeah that's why i played it and you find out oh this is not this ain't yeah this ain't ain't good so yeah i've there's there's i played it in the in the in the next fest i don't um yeah i don't totally remember the specifics on how it was bad i just remember loading it up and being like this is not what i thought this was so and that's a bummer yeah that was exciting. Just, it's like it looks like yeah, it looks like fun. That that kind of bumps me out a little bit because it looks like a lot of fun actually. Man, well that sucks. <laughs> that was the only bad game I played. Yeah. Well, it's good that your experience was like mostly good for the most part. Like. Like, it's good that your experience is mostly good, except for, like, that one game. Yeah. But... Any other highlights you want to talk about? Anything else that was, like, just fucking amazing or fucking terrible? No, that was mostly it. Um, yeah, I mean, I played a bunch of games in the next fest. You can you can check it. It's on the, uh, it's on the YouTube. Gameoverse.com slash YouTube. Um, yeah, there was nothing else that was super standout. I played that Lana... Um, World of Lana. It's the one that Microsoft keeps showing off. It's like the, the Limbo. Um, World of Lana? Kind of, yeah. Here, I got it up in... Planet uh, of Lana? Planet, Planet of Lana. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the, it's like oh, a, yeah, it's I have a, seen this. It's a Limbo-type game that Microsoft keeps showing off at their, like, indie stuff. Yeah, yeah, I have. I have oh, I this one. one. Okay, I remember now. Like whenever you said limbo type thing, I was like, I thought Somerville was that game, but no, that's already out. Yeah, yeah. No, they've been showing this one too. And yeah, you're right. The demo, the demo's good, but it doesn't get to the stuff that it's more like the tutorial stuff. Like it doesn't get to the the interest interesting bits that they show in that and the yeah. that they've been showing in all the footage. So, um. Like it's, I'm still interested in it, but I'm hoping that I don't have to. I'm hoping that this save carries over to the final game, so I don't have to do this tutorial stuff anymore, because the tutorial is kind of, it's kind of boring. But yeah, uh, I, I know it gets more exciting later on from from what they've shown. So yeah, this looks good. That one's been on my radar for a little while. Yeah. Uh, before I hop into my show, what about you, plays or anything you want to talk about, man? Anything you've been playing? Oh, well, um, I'm, let's see, the quick rundown is, I'm still playing Overwatch 2, um, 
I am once again going through Grand Theft Auto Vice City because it's one of the greatest games ever made. You playing the uh, original or like that that remastered? I'm playing the PS4 Definitive Edition currently. Um, Look, so many people hate on those games, and it's like, yes, they are a broken mess. I get it. The originals are also broken messes. I think the problem with these remakes or remasters is that like they're more broken than the original. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I get it. I'm just saying, like I've I've been a fan of these games since they came out. You know, like GTA 2000 or GTA 3 was 2001, right? So like they were they were messy even back then. I think people kind of forget about that. But uh, the definitive editions, man, the the improvements they put into it, I think, are amazing. Okay, and, so that's, that's a, a take I haven't heard yet. So you think the quality of life changes they made for these kind of supersede some of the other like graphical issues that they've well, been having? The best thing I can say about them, and uh, and again, in, in, unless you play these on the PS2, PS3, or even the originals on the PS4, or when they had that trilogy also, um, I'm not a PC gamer, right? So like I, I play controller for everything. Uh, on GTA 3 and Vice City on controller, your right stick does not control the camera. It's yeah. you literally just run with the left stick and the camera just kind of follows you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So having a right stick camera for 3 and Vice City is like, that's all I needed. <laughs> like, that is literally the only change they had to make. Um, but that was good. It does look better. I know there are still graphical bugs and stuff like that. It's, it looks fine. The soundtracks are still amazing. Um, all the major stuff like the rain, they fixed that, right? Like the the bridges that disappear, they fixed that. Um, everything else is just like random bug crap that I don't care about. But uh, I hadn't played Vice City since last year, last or two thousand one when it or the uh, when the Defend Division came out. So I was like, all right, I'll go through it again. Yeah. And Sony gave the the Vice City Definitive Edition for, like, PS Plus. So I was like, all right, I'll just... Like, I already have it on there. Let me play it. Okay, that's good. Well, I'm glad you're having fun with it then, because that's people... Everyone talks about, like, the graphical issues with it, which I get it. It's something to talk about, but, like, what does it do right on top of it? Like, I doubt it's just nothing but terrible, the way everyone makes it sound like it is. they're, They're totally, like... I played it when it first launched, like, before the rain patch, to where when it rained, you just couldn't see anything. It was like, yeah. it was just white screen. It was crazy. Um, it, I'm glad that they they have improved it. I There's a guy that I, I, I hang out with, and he was like, they shouldn't be calling it the definitive edition. And I totally agree with that, because it's not definitive. It's not perfect. It's just, it still has problems even now. Yeah. Um, but it's like... I could play the old ones. I have them. Like, I have multiple copies of these games, so it's like, I could always play that, but hey, this is already here. I have it on Xbox, PS5, and Switch. It's like, I can just play it right here, and it's going to look better, and I now have a right stick camera for two of the three games. That's the thing that's got me excited, because, like, I never yeah. grew up with Grand Theft Auto games, so I never yeah. played the older ones. And looking yeah. at them, I'm like, I don't want to go back to that. That's like that old school before we figured out, like, 3D cameras. Right, yeah. San Andreas was the first one that came out in 2004. That was the first one that actually has a a right stick camera on it. Um, If you play the PC versions, you were fine. Like, the mouse controls the camera in all the games. Um, But it was just like, now that I have that, I was like, 
yeah, I, I love the originals. I, like, I actually still have Vice City, the original PS2 version on my PS5 right now, just so I can show people like the differences, like when they see it. Um, but no, it's it's mostly just a lot of people hating on the game. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this thing is not spelled right, or it's just a port of a mobile game. And it's like, it, it, it kind of is, actually. Um, like, if you know the history of how this Definitive Edition thing was made, it's essentially a port of the, like, iOS Android games. Well, what everyone's told me, the iOS Android games are, like, if you want to be technical, are, like, a better version of the PS2 games. They were, actually, yeah. So, like, they had already kind of upscaled everything. Like, they yeah. made it a cleaner-looking game. They made it, like, the widescreen work, because PS2 game, is, it's 4 by 3 Yeah. So, it's, like, they did fix a lot of stuff for the mobile games. Um, then they took that ported it over and then added um they added a unreal 4 like physics layer on top of it so because the original engine that runs these games doesn't work on like modern consoles so it's like it looks better um i i still love these games i think they're a ton of fun they're some of my favorite games ever so i was like yeah i'll, I'll play vice city again i love this game um, so I'm playing that, playing Overwatch 2. I'm about a couple levels into Hi-Fi Rush. Oh, I want to play that for a while. How was that one? It's pretty fun. I'll say that the the writing is decent. Like it has like some humor to it. It's um, it's since both of you mentioned while you were watching that uh, what onion rhythm whatever it was, um, it's. It is a rhythm action game. So if you play like Necrodancer or like Metal Hellsinger, which I know you both have, you attack on the beat. But it but it's played like a third person like beat 'em up type game. Yeah. Like like a Devil May Cry with like like rhythm action to it. Which I a hundred percent can get yeah. on board with. <laughs> that sounds awesome to me. Yeah. And um last I checked, it is on Game Pass. Yes. So yeah. you should be able to just check that out. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, I'm, I'm I'm like three or four levels into that, so it's it's pretty fun so far. Um, it's on my yeah. sure. I've wanted to find an excuse to play it just with the baby. I haven't had time to like. Sit oh no, I get it. Games, I totally so. get it. Yeah. So like in the video here, the the little cat head that like floats above you is your beat. Um, or you can even just turn on like the metal hellsinger necrodancer type like at the bottom where like the dots come into the middle of the screen um but yeah and then there's stuff like this <laughs> it's uh it's pretty cool um yeah, i've seen clips of it online the game is like hilarious like legit yeah. the humor is really good the humor is it's like i said it's it's really good and i totally appreciate that because i love comedy in just about everything like i i get really bored with like drama <laughs> so it's like so having this be like funny at the same time i'm like okay i'm playing this this is good i need to pick i need to play it i have game pass so i just gotta like buckle down and just play it it'll happen mm -hmm. eventually one day there was a evil within three teaser easter egg in this somewhere oh yeah oh if there is i haven't seen it yet I'm, i might not be that far into it yet um yeah. That's cool, then. Uh, I mean, it is Tango, and yeah. as long as they never go back to Ghostwire Tokyo, then I'm happy. <laughs> I like that. Whenever they talk about this game, they always say, from the makers of Evil Within, like, they did not go back to Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, what's funny with this is like when I saw this, I was like, this is like a Devil May Cry game. Mm-hmm. And then a, a buddy of mine pointed out like, like, well, Tango are a lot of ex Capcom devs that like follow Shinji Mikami. Yeah. yeah. So it's totally possible. Like a lot of the devs here at Tango probably worked in Devil May Cry too. Could be. Yeah. So that's, that's probably one of the reasons why it's like, it's, it feels so much like it. Yeah. And after I, I thought of that, I was like, immediately, I was like, okay, I really got to play this game now because I fucking mm-hmm. love Devil May Cry. And to put a rhythm game on top of that, that just sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'd be down for Evil Within 3. It's uh, like, I mean, again, I'm a total wizard horror game, so I watch a buddy of mine play them. But uh, <laughs> 2 was actually pretty good. So, yeah, like, was one, right. was, one was just, uh, one was a very visually pretty game. But the story was just way too much. Yeah, it's. I yeah. uh, someone who played one never finished it. Mm. And very much like it's kind of up its own ass with the story. Yeah, and it thinks it's a lot more clever than it really is, but it's yeah. not. It's kind of confusing and obtuse. It's it's you know. way too confusing. The story's all over the place. But when you play two, it relies heavily on one's stories. You kind of have to have an understanding of what's happening. Yeah, yeah I, I two enjoy is, two. Two was awesome. I enjoy yeah. two without. I hated that first game, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah. two, two was like way in terms of gameplay. It was way better than that first one. Yeah, and I didn't nice. really, I didn't care about the story at all. I just enjoyed playing it. Yeah, but yeah. So if three comes out, then I'd I'd be totally down to watch that. And did did you all check out a uh, Ghostwire Tokyo? Not I yet. didn't. Actually, I bought wow. it for like twelve bucks. That like, game sucks <laughs> i think i got it for like 12 bucks or something it so. is a it is a ubisoft like open world map full of garbage boring game yeah. can we stop with that already like uh not every open world well first not every game is the open world first off second if it's open world fill it with more interesting shit than just like Dude, I was I was just talking about that the other day. I was like, okay, can we just leave open world for the people who can do it well? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, there are too many games out there that are like, why is this game 30 hours open world when it could be like a linear, like this, like a linear level-based game and be like 10 hours long? That'd be fantastic. Or do something in the middle. Like, I don't know if you played uh, Bayonetta 3 or like, or Last of Us 2, where it's a level-based game, but... The individual levels are like crafted to be kind of more open and less linear. Yeah. Like something like that, I'd be okay with. I have not then, played like, Last of Us Two. I uh, I did not like the first one, so I didn't uh, play two. Well, if it, to be honest, if you don't like the first one, I like the second one. It doesn't really. Yep. Be too different. That's what I've been one told. It does do that's yeah. really cool is, while it's a linear level based game, some of the levels are very open ended levels. Cool. So there's stuff you can play around in, stuff to explore and find. So you get that like sense of exploration you get from an open world game without like some of the baggage from modern open world games. So, I got you. Something like that, I would love to see more games take on. Uh, Bayonetta yeah. 3 did something like that too that I really liked. And yeah, I would love to see more games do stuff like that instead of just like relying on this like shitty formula, the shitty Ubisoft formula we have now. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's that's what Ghostwire Tokyo is. It is, it is just awful. Uh, I think I'll see what I talked about before I get into my shit. Yeah, go for it. 
All right, so I played a, a few games, uh, nothing new. So Samurai Showdown Collection was on sale on Switch a while back. Picked nice. that up. I love me some Samurai Showdown, so that was fun to oh, play yeah. some of those older games. Uh, still plays Xenoblade Chronicles 3. That's fucking phenomenal. That's what I um, hear. It's incredible, dude. The story alone is like worth the cost of entry, but the gameplay is great, too. It's the same as Xenoblade gameplay combat that you're used to, but it has like a job system. So... <laughs> Now is is so one was a Wii U game, right? Uh, one was a Wii game originally. It was a Wii game. So did, did that yeah. ever get ported up to the Switch? Yeah, it got a it got a few ports. So it was okay. a Wii game originally. It got a digital re-release that you can buy for like twenty bucks on Wii U, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, it got a port to the new 3DS. That's that's the one, the first version I played. Okay. And it got a definitive edition for Switch that used the same graphical engine from Xenoblade 2 and 3. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I hear those games, although they are like a million hours long, that they're actually really good. They're fantastic. Um, I will yeah. argue the first two games, the biggest problem, and I don't think it's a Xenoblade thing. Everyone tells me it's a monolith thing. But okay. the combat and the gameplay systems are very complex. Not overwhelming by any any means, but complex. There's a lot of systems to consider with their progression, with their gameplay. So the game drip feeds you stuff. So it's very easy to be like double digit hours in the game and be like, is this it for the combat? And then it introduced something new that you didn't know existed. Uh, so I know a lot of people got burnt out of Xenoblade 2 because that's the worst offender. It introduces stuff so slowly that you feel like, is this all the rest of the combat? But it isn't. There's a lot to it. It's just getting over that hump is the hardest. You know, Blade 3 does not have that problem, at least not as bad. You unlock a lot of cool shit from the beginning, and very early on, the game shows you its gimmick, which in this game is like a, a job system. So you can unlock different classes, play as them, use abilities of those classes to mix and match how you want to build the character, build the team out. It's fucking phenomenal. So it's the same gameplay you've had from before, but with this job system. And I think it's the best version of the game so far. Now, is this, and I am not a big, like, I know this is more of an action game, but I'm, I'm, I'm historically not a big JRPG type person. Now, is this tied into the same, like, Xeno Saga, Xeno Gears world? There's references to the Xeno Saga and Xeno Gears. Yeah. But... From what I've been told, they're like surface level references. Okay, so like you don't have to know anything, yeah. or or it's like a Final Fantasy game where it's like you can see an Easter egg, but the games have nothing to do with each other, kind of thing. Almost. So Xenoblade Three is a sequel to One and Two, in a way that I don't want to spoil. Got it. Okay. Because it's not obvious from the beginning. I probably spoiled it by saying that it's actually a sequel. Okay. But there's there's references to those games that make you think like this is connected to those first two games. But, but not play, the entirety of, not the, entirety, of, of yeah. the Xeno games. Okay. So now if you've ever played Xenoblade, they're there. They start out very simple, but by the end of the game, there's like a lot of crazy high science fiction concepts that you did not expect going into the game that literally drop in the last like usually the last third of the game. And yeah. So I'm waiting for that. I've already kind of experienced that a little bit with three, but I know it's just going to get like crazier towards the end of it. But it's legitimately like a really, really good game. Great story. It's fucking long, though. So buckle yeah. up because it is a long game, but it's a lot of fun. 
By the way, um, unrelated to this, but still Japan. Um, I don't know if you guys have already talked about this, but have you all started hyping up how great Like a Dragon Ishin is going to be? Oh, and how that's going to be game of the year, game of the century, everything like that? I haven't been oh, following it. Yeah, I've been following it a lot, but I saw some of their first reveal trailers and I was like, this looks fucking incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. I, I mean, like, during, uh, 2019, I think it was, that's when I got introduced to the Yakuza series, and I was like, why have I not been addicted to this my entire life? Like, this is, oh, yeah, uh, this is one of the greatest game franchises I've ever played. This is so oh, yeah, good. they're great. I, I, did, I started playing uh, Yakuza 1 a while ago on PS Plus, and I loved yeah. it. I got a... I, I stopped playing because I'm like, I want to go back to zero and work my way up from zero. So, if you... and. I did that like I started at zero because I, I like to do things in order and stuff. Um, I would actually recommend starting with one. Yeah. Um, for, for the because zero came like zero was released after five. Yeah. So, so like zero being a prequel game actually flashes forward to things that happen in four. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so like the game, yeah, it's like you should be playing them in the order of release. Um, well, that's where it gets tricky because Yakuza Kiwami is like a remake of one, and that released it, after Zero, and it references Zero, doesn't yeah, it? No, it, no, it doesn't. So, well, okay. uh, maybe it. Um, it. I don't think it does. Uh, Kiwami and Kiwami 2. Yeah, so Yakuza 1 and 2 were like PS2 games, right? Yeah. Uh, d don't even worry about those games. Like, pretend they don't exist. The reason for that is Kiwami and Kiwami 2 actually, like, yeah, they're complete ground-up remakes. Like, they're not just remasters or anything. New engine, new... It's like, they actually... They created some new story arcs that actually improve Yakuza 1 and 2's story. That's and they... And they put in like deleted stuff that was like on the cutting room floor from the first two games. So like you're gonna get everything you need out of Kiwami one and two. And then you move into three, four, five, zero, six, and then you can jump into like a dragon, you can do the judgment spin-offs. It's like Yeah, there's a lot there to it. And it's all yeah. on Game Pass, so I just gotta like buckle. All of it is on it. Game Pass. I am yeah. so pumped. It's like it's I I, zero, by the way, when you get to that, zero is like, for that, for for last gen, like the, you know, PS4, X-Bone generation, I was like, that's possibly one of the greatest games of that entire generation. Yakuza yeah. Zero is just an outstanding game. All right. I can't wait to get to it then. It's on Game Pass. Yeah. I was kind of like buckled down and play it because I, I did like what I was playing for Kiwami. Yes. Yeah. So, and I, but that was on PS4. So I want to see the fidelity on PC, what that looks like. Yeah, I, I went through them all on PS4 because that's all there was at the time. Like they weren't on Xbox yet. So when I so I bought them all on the PS4, and then when they, I bought Like a Dragon on the Series X because it was finally out for that. And Like a Dragon, it's it's turn based, so it's not my favorite, yeah. but it has a great story. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check them out. I've been playing. I've been playing mostly on my Switch, and I play Pokemon Scarlet a lot still. Mm. I'm still playing that. The How's that running fun. now? It still runs. It runs decent. Like, I haven't had any of these huge glitches that we've been seeing that have been making uh, the rounds on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. I haven't been seeing any of those, so I haven't been. I haven't had the worst experience with it. There are some, like, annoying frame rate drops here and there, but it's nothing, like, as bad as I've been seeing on the Internet. And well, that's like... 
so yeah like one that's i mean similar so when i saw all that happening and i was like holy crap dude i was like it instantly reminded me of like when uh hyrule warriors came out and it was like it was basically too strong for the 3ds so oh, like they had that. yeah and that was when like the new 3ds came out and it was like okay now it runs at like 30 or something like that but that uh, those two examples right there are why dude i'm kind of worried about tears of the kingdom because like i know everybody loves breath of the wild it's the greatest game ever it's not it's not even the best zelda game whatever um <laughs> it's but it's like that game is either going to be too powerful for the switch and it's going to run like crap or they're going to hamstring the game and pull it, you know, and like depower it so well, it the, runs well. The thing about Pokemon is that Game Freak is just bad. They're a shit developer, dude. Yeah. Uh, like, I'll say it. They're a shitty Z developer. Xenoblade, like, Xenoblade is incredible and that runs yes. fine on. Which is, that's, yeah, exactly. That's the point I, I wanted to make is that yeah. Xenoblade runs beautifully. Definitive Edition runs really well. Two could run better. But to be fair, 2 is the first Xenoblade game they released on Switch. Right. And everything after that runs great. Like Xenoblade Chronicles 2, the, the expansion Torna, the Golden Country, runs great. 3 runs great. Definitive Edition where it runs great. Everything that came out after 2 runs beautifully. And the fact that Game Freak can't get a solid performance out of Scarlet and Violet on Switch is fucking embarrassing. Yeah. And people keep saying, like, oh, maybe the Switch isn't powerful enough. No, it's just... Game Freak's always been a shit developer. Like, let's be honest here. Like, they've, okay. they've never had to work with anything more powerful than, like, a handheld system. I will argue, the second they got into 3D, they were already, like, overwhelmed. <laughs> I gotcha. And that, that, that's where their problem is. They, 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 they've always been, like, even for original Pokemon, if you look at the original Pokemon games, when those came out, they were very simple games. You know, we've had more complicated JRPGs, more complicated handheld games, but Pokemon's really simple. It's sprites making animations at each other. Like it's right. it's still sprites with animations playing over them at each other. So even even then, like the original blue and red ran like shit. And there are so many like glitches people talk about now, even with those games. So Game Freak's always been this like shitty developer. Even like Gold and, and Silver, uh, like, one of the one of the big stories with Iwata was that he had to come in and rescue Gold and Silver. I remember and then, that. Yeah, after he came in, they were fine. They were able to squeeze an entire fucking new like uh, continent <laughs> onto the game. So yeah, and that, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like they've always been. I don't know what their deal is. Like they've always been really shitty developers. They've never really had to push themselves to do anything really complicated. And I'll argue that moving to a console is what fucked with them because now they have to take into account more complicated stuff. There's more, there's larger aspects to the actual game they need to account for to keep performance going. They, they actually have to worry about performance now where they didn't yeah. have to before. And because of that, I mean, are we, I'm, I'm not surprised. Everyone's surprised, but I'm not. Like, the Pokemon games have always been, even very early on, like, really buggy games. They've just gotten, they've gotten better at them. Yeah. But now that they're moving into 3D gaming, finally, you know, with uh, 
people say like, well, they got into it X and Y. No, it was still a 2D game. I don't care what you say. It had 3D models, but it what, didn't have any 3D gameplay to it. Like, what was the one that came out like two years ago? Sword and Shield. No, uh, Ar Arceus. Ar Ar Arceus, yeah. Arceus, yeah. So like, that was a 3D open world game. Did that run like crap too? Yeah. So, and here's the thing too. It wasn't like actually open world, right? It was like... It was like, like Monster Hunter. Like you picked like biomes. Yeah. Oh, so like little condensed like levels yeah. that you load into. PSP Monster Hunter style. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, and even then that ran like shit. Like <laughs> this is an actually unbroken, uninterrupted open world game. So, okay. and it runs fine. Like it, it runs at like 30. Some places get, some places that are more complicated do tank it a bit. But it runs, it runs decent. But the problem is, like again, Monolith is able to squeeze so much power with Xenoblade. They should have just had Monolith work on it. I'm gonna say it. Like Monolith should have developed Pokemon. Well, know? I mean, okay, so Ga Game Freak is the developer. Nintendo's the uh, Nintendo's the publisher. It's you know, it all falls under the Pokemon company. But like, Nintendo is like a what half owner of that anyway. So like, wouldn't they? Sh shouldn't they be able to just dedicate some people to make these games better no the thing with pokemon is that the, the the ownership is really weird because nintendo owns pokemon right and game freak's a developer you're right but the problem is that game freak are the ones who develop it they're the ones who come up with it they're the ones who they basically call the shots on like pokemon themselves as nintendo pockets the money basically and there was an initiative a while ago, I don't know if you guys remember, but back in like 2013, 2014, I want to say, Nintendo, not Nintendo Game Freak, tried to publish a ton of different games that weren't under Pokemon. They had a Rhythm Night. Look at that. Uh, yeah. Look at that frame rate. <laughs> Giga Wrecker. So, yeah, Giga Wrecker, and that did not sell well at all. Nobody yeah. cared about Game Freak when they weren't making Pokemon, so they went back to Pokemon. That sucks. Yeah, yeah, I didn't mean to derail the conversation. I just like I I I'm not a fan of Pokemon, so I was like I all I hear are these like similar to the Grand Theft Auto thing. It's like all I hear are these just horror stories about that game. Yeah, but and here's like, the thing. I will admit like the performances can be fucking terrible in some places, but there's thing nobody's talking about. Mechanically, I think it's the best Pokemon game we've had in a very long time. Okay. Like the actual mechanics to it are very very deep and they've made things like ev training uh iv breeding so much easier in the game there's a lot of quality of life stuff now tms are very easy to put together there's a the larger selection of tms and you can actually get uh you you craft them from getting uh parts from pokemon that you fight in battle so there's more incentive to like actually fighting random pokemon than just like leveling up and on top of that, the terrestrializing system that they had, this new gameplay gimmick, just changes up the competitive scene so much. You have so much creativity with how you build your Pokemon, how you build your team. Mechanically, this is one of the best po Pokemon games I've played in a very long time. Right. It's just everything around it is what people are talking about. <laughs> yeah. And that's fair to them. Like, you know, most people don't play Pokemon to play like the depth of it. They want to play through the campaign, the story, and call it the day, and that's fine. And if that's what you want to do, 
Yeah, they're, 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 the experience is kneecapped a little bit with the performance. Right. It's not as bad as I think the internet makes it seem, because I, I was able to play through it relatively bug-free. I didn't have any of these major glitches that are making the rounds on Twitter, but it wasn't perfect, and I was a little disappointed with the performance that was there. But it's not, like, game-breaking or anything. It's not unplayable like everybody makes it seem like it is. Gotcha. Um, I also... I, I, you'll, you'll guys will see, you guys will see later, but Nintendo announced that they're adding GBA and Game Boy Color games to Nintendo Switch oh, Online. I, I need to update my Switch. I totally forgot about that. And that's what got me to bite the bullet and get that expansion. <laughs> I still uh, haven't pulled that trigger, man. I'm still like, so here, I love GBA I'm, games. I, I like, I love all that stuff. I so, just so, hate that they're saddling me into DLC for stuff I'm not going to play. I, I agree that that's something that's like, that's really shitty to deal with. But here, here's where I got lucky. The, uh, the, I, the family pass is like $80 a year and that right. gets you all the switch online content plus the expansion stuff. I have a pretty big family. We're all gamers. So we all got together like, Hey, I want to do this. Let's all get together and do it. So between me my wife is on my family plan. My brother's wife's on his family plan. So we are pay, paying for two people each. But all in all, for the six of us, for that like $80, it was like less than $15 a year per person to do it. Yeah. So that, that's where I got lucky, you know, because I think like the standalone expansion is like, what, $40 a year? <laughs> uh something like that i don't know um so i'm just regular ninjas online so i'm yeah I'm, I'm downloading game boy now so regular switch online is like 20 bucks a year right and online plus expansion is 50 bucks a year solo yeah so but the, again the family plan is like 80 so that's that's where i lucked out even with my wife, I'm still only paying like 30 bucks a year for both of us. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's still less than like what a single expansion online pass would cost. So okay. that's, that's where I lucked out. If, if I had to pay like 50 bucks a year, I don't know if I, I don't think it's worth it at that point. If you get some friends together, give you up the cost. I think it's worth it there. You can get up to eight people. So $10 per person for a year. I think it's worth it at that point. And I gotta say, dude, like I'm having fun with it. Like the GBA games on on selection now aren't too big. They promise more games are gonna come, but right now for GBA, well, it, <laughs> didn't they promise more NES and Super Nintendo games are coming? <laughs> there's a fuck ton of NES and Super Nintendo games already, but yeah, dude, I, I, but they they trickle out, dude. Like they do, yeah. Like once every three four months now, it's like, hey, here's some D list NES game, awesome. Yeah, and the problem is because they're focusing everything on like the the uh, expansion pass stuff. Yeah, because in the expansion pass, you get the nes nes games on top of that you also get game boy game boy advance n64 uh sega genesis games like there's a fuck ton of stuff to it um and that's what i ended up doing i ended up getting that plus like a bunch of dlc too i think the mario kart 8 deluxe booster course pass is like free for switch online or switch expansion members yeah um so 
there's a ton of content here if like if you're into it that's the thing though if you don't give a fuck about n64 games like i do i don't really like, care about n64 games it wasn't worth it to me i love all that like the emulators and the games that they have available for it i just want the middle option of just give me the retro games with no dlc yeah the like the, the, the fact that the only way to play these gba games is to pay the subscription pisses me off a little bit especially yeah. since i own some of these games from like past nintendo systems and i'm not talking like gba like i bought i own super metroid on a wii and wii u yeah i bought it twice but i for to play it on my switch i need to pay them a subscription that that's bullshit to me that's um, what i'm saying yeah but yeah i was able to split up with my family so the cost of entry isn't that bad and I gotta say, like, there's some cool games in here. The fact that there's some games in here that aren't really common is what is exciting to me. So, like, on GBA, you have the popular heavy hitters, you know, Minish Cap, Mario Luigi Superstar Saga, Mario Kart Super Circuit, Mario Brothers 3, WarioWare, but also Kuro Kuro Kurin, which, like, is a, is a very, it's a fun, like, how can I word it? It's a cult classic game, but it's not a game that like people are talking about really when they think GBA games. So to see something like that's really cool. For the N64, you know, you got your main heavy hitters, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Mario 64, but also like Sin and Punishment. <laughs> yeah. Which is yeah. fucking awesome. I never which played Sin and Punishment they, until that, this. That game had a uh a a Wii, a sequel on the Wii. Yeah, that's what I played, and it's fantastic. Yeah, I played this original too, but I I would like to see that game with better controls, but or most of these games really. And that's better the cool options. thing with this is that like the uh the, the it feels fine to me to play it on on Switch. Yeah. Um there are, and with the uh Switch there there's inherent uh button mapping feature you can do that system wide so right you don't like the way the controls are set up there's ways to change it like um little sidetrack here but with sin and punishment there's two control options there's a manual aiming and an automatic aiming and you swap between that by hitting the a button mm. which is annoying to take your finger off to take your thumb off the the stick to change the option so i switched that to like pushing it on the d stick so i just click okay. it on the d stick to switch that that's something I did to make more comfortable. So there's options there. If you don't like the, the controls, there's options to fix it. And I got to say, man, for this, like, the little bit I'm paying for it, I think it's worth it to have. All right. Um, and I like it. Like, I think Sin and Punishment is fucking great. Banjo-Kazooie's on here, which I didn't know was on here. So that's really cool. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with it, playing through it. Again, I'm not a big N64 fan, though. I, I will make the argument that a lot of N64 games did not age well. Uh, so, dude i had one right like like i bought it when it came out and i played it for years and it was like even now i'm like if if you were like clay can you name 10 amazing in 64 games i'll be like i can name five yeah exactly. <laughs> like, that very early 3d gaming is yeah like, it's nostalgic but it does not hold up well unlike mm -hmm. snes which i will argue i like, kind of perfected what the nes was doing so a lot of SNES games still hold up today, and it's, yeah. that's great. Um, not so much the N64. Uh, that whole generation, N64, PS1, Dreamcast, most of them didn't age too well. Um, yeah. 
but so that's why I didn't get into it initially. But with the little, the small cost of entry that I have for splitting it up, and the fact that I have GPA games now, which did age very well, with promises more games coming down the pipeline. I saw Metroid Fusion in that list mm-hmm. of games they were promising. The game's I'm awesome. Excited. It is awesome. It's my, one of my favorite yeah. GBA games. So I'm excited to see what comes next for it. And I think it's worth it right now if you can get it on a deal, split up with some friends, some family, split it up. I think it's worth it then. If not, you only got just to pay for it in full for yourself. 50 bucks a year is a tall order to ask, especially there's only a few games on here you like. I say wait until, like, you know, the library is big enough to, like, warrant that subscription. Right. Uh, but I'm having fun with it so far with what little I am paying. Um, yeah, we spent a lot of time talking about what we were playing. We have a whole like new section to go over. Uh, Nintendo Direct. Nintendo just had their Direct for February 2023. And they, they came out with some bangers, man. Pikmin 4 was the first they opened up with, with a release date for yeah. July 21st. Um, it's introducing a bunch of cool stuff. The same Pikmin gameplay we like. Uh, Pikmin types like Red Pikmin, Blue Pikmin, Yellow Pikmin, and a new Ice Pikmin I've never seen before. Um, a dog that can like help follow you around and find stuff for you and a release date. This is the first I heard of Pikmin 4 and we already got a release date, July 21st, coming out this year. I can't believe Pikmin so is still hot. It's, you know? it's a, it's a pretty prop popular property. It's a game I never really played, but did you all, did you all, and, and I've actually never played a Pikmin game. Um, did you all get a chance, and it might still be on Game Pass, but it's called Tinykin? I heard of that one. Yeah, I, I hear it's basically Pikmin, yeah. yeah. I hear it's basically- That's what I was curious about, because Tinykin was a lot of fun, and I was like, is this what Pikmin is? Because if so, I'm going to have to play this. basically Pikmin. I Pikmin's never played that, Pikmin. Pikmin's that everyone- more, uh, more difficult. Yeah. I, I remember playing okay. Pikmin uh, like when I, fr- when I got my GameCube. I got two games with it, and one of them was Pikmin, and the other one was Fantasy Star Online. But I, I just remember Pikmin. I have like very. I remember being terrified, like whenever the night, whenever the nighttime comes in Pikmin, uh, just being terrified at the shit that comes out at night. Uh, I remember the time system because the game's on a, on a clock. It's on a time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember I was like really anxious as a kid. I, I had my dad pick up Pikmin for me because uh, I heard it was fun. And there's a secret trophy in Smash Brothers you can only get if you have a Pikmin save on your memory card. Oh, no way. So, yeah. So I was like, all right, well, I'll, I'll try it. So I asked my dad to pick it up for me. And he got it used in case I didn't like it. I could take it back. As soon as I saw there was a, the game was on a, a timer, I was like, nah, no, I can't. <laughs> my, yeah, my little boy anxiety cannot handle this. Like, I, too much pressure. Not happening. Yeah, way too much pressure. So I, yeah. I told my dad, like, yeah, I can't do this. Um, it's probably not that bad now. Everyone tells me that the timer's pretty, like, lenient. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I didn't play it as a kid. I, I'll probably get into it now, but there's no way to play Pikmin now without, like, having to dig up an old system. So. Yep. You could always play Tinykin. I can I could. It's basically Pikmin without the, the time system. So yeah, yeah. It was it was actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's releasing July twenty first. Uh. I know a lot of people are excited for that. Call me when there's like a Pikmin trilogy <laughs> remake on Switch. That that's that's what I'll get into it. Uh. Xenoblade Chronicles three. They announced the last two waves of DLC. Uh. Roguelike Challenge Battle and a new hero for Volume three. Volume four got teased, which looks like it's gonna be a story thing. 
which got me excited because I saw some like older characters in there. Rex was there looking much older. Uh, Shulk was there looking exactly the same. So I, I want to see what this does. I, I'm excited to like beat the game, see how that connects to one and two. So I can like really get into this, like this uh, expansion that they're releasing. Um, Samba de Amigo Party Central. I was now. so happy to see that. Yeah. I was so happy to see that. I was like, dude, Perfect. that game was so fun. I didn't know Samba <laughs> de Amigo had such a huge fan base, but I guess a lot of people were excited for it. That is, it is just a dumb, fun game. That's what everyone tells me. Yeah. And it's cool. It's coming out uh, summer this year. So check that out once that drops. Um, we also got Fashion Dreamer. Uh, you can become a stylish influencer with over a thousand design options, releasing exclusively for Switch, Switch later this year. Uh, Dead Cells Return to Castlevania got a first gameplay trailer, and that's dropping March 6th. That's fucking cool. I love me Castlevania. I wish Konami would just make a new Castlevania game, but whatever. Yep. This is the best we got. I'll, I'll pick this up. Um, Tron Identity, a visual novel, got a first gameplay reveal, and that's releasing April this year. Uh, and a move nobody expected, Ghost Trick is getting a remaster in HD. <laughs> I, what is Ghost I've Trick? never played the original, but I watching the trailer for that, I was like, oh, that kind of looks fun. So Ghost Trick is a, like, it's a visual novel detective game with puzzle elements the gimmick is that your character it opens up with your character dying he doesn't remember who he is why he died who killed him and basically trying to solve like why this happened before they, they get anybody else but the gimmick is that you're a ghost so you can possess stuff and now this was like a like a ds game or something wasn't it it was yeah it was a ds game yeah and that's where the gameplay comes in because you're like tapping stuff to like possess but you got to arrange stuff to to progress through the game and maybe save other people from dying so you can see when people are going to die and you can manipulate the environment to like prevent that so like if someone's going to get shot you could like manipulate a light to go off and scare the guy to stop him from shooting like i don't think that's actually in the game that's like an example of stuff you can do and yeah. i've been told it's actually like a pretty solid hidden gem on the ds um, it's impossible to get right now because physical copies for it run for crazy amounts and there's an iOS port you can buy that apparently is like, it's okay. Uh, but now we're getting an HD release for that on Switch later this year. And I know people who are excited for it. I'm kind of, I kind of want to try it. I heard it was a great game. I never had a chance to play it when it was on DS. I don't feel like dropping a ton of money for a physical copy. So this is good. If uh, if it releases later this year in HD for a decent price, I might pick it up. It sounds like it'd be cool. Um, and then this game, Deca Police. I still don't know what the fuck this is entirely. It's like a JRPG <laughs> yeah. open world game, but there's like a detective aspect to it where you're investigating murders, and but you're also fighting like JRPG bosses. It's really weird. <laughs> but I gotta say, I'm into it. From what I was watching in the trailer, this looks pretty dope. <laughs> Um, we also got Bayonetta Origins to raise in the Lost Demon. We got a, that got announced a couple months back. We actually got a look at the gameplay. That's set to drop next month, March 17th. Looks good. It's not a traditional Bayonetta game. It's got this like storybook art style to it. And for the gameplay, you're not really attacking. You're having this demon attack, and you're just like encouraging him, supporting him, letting him do his thing. Support. 
interesting yeah. take on Bayonetta where you don't very interesting Bayonetta. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. I don't know what compelled him to do this, but it's still cool to see. Like I, I love Bayonetta. I've never been a fan of the story of the games. I'll be honest here. I don't play Bayonetta for the story. And it looks like this is trying to be like an origin story for Bayonetta. I still might pick this up because the game looks kind of fun and charming, despite the fact that it's not what I'm looking for in a Bayonetta experience. It still looks like it might be a fun game. Uh, Splatoon 3 is dropping its uh, new expansion. Uh, Wave 1 is taking us to Inktopolis. It's available spring of this year. Wave 2, meanwhile, is called Side Order. No details on it yet. No release date on it yet. But if you're a Splatoon 3 fan, buckle up because that first expansion is going to be dropped pretty soon. So pick that up if you want to remain competitive. Uh, Disney Illusion Island got its gameplay trailer featuring 2D platforming and four-player co-op. This game, so this was shown off last year also, and it was like, yeah. this game looks fun, dude. I'm just going to put yeah. that out there. <laughs> it's called Illusion Island. Is this like... Castle World of Illusion yeah, kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Like to those? I don't think so. I think they're just using the name. Because, um, like, from what I remember back in the, you know, 16 mid-days, Castle of Illusion and World of Illusion, they just shared the name. They didn't really have anything to do with each other. Yeah. Um, so this could just be another one of those, but yeah, I saw this and I was like, yeah, I'm playing this. Like me yeah, and my buddy and look, are going to go through Rayman. this. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Rayman games, which I'm excited for because I love those games and mm -hmm. Ubisoft's not making them. So I'm bummed out about that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this looks cool as fuck. Like I'm into this. Yeah. I saw this trailer and I was like, this looks cool. I might pick this up actually. Yeah. Uh, Fire Emblem Engage is getting more emblems like Hector, Soren, and Camilla in Wave 2, which is releasing that day. So that's available already. Wave 3 is set to have Krom and Veronica. Wave 4 will have Fel Xenolog, which is a brand new story. I don't know what any of these words are. I don't know who any of these people are, but I'm sure there are some like Fire Emblem Engage fans that are like holding on to every single little bit here. So. Hello, Krom. I know who Krom is, but I don't know who Camilla is, or Hector, or Soren, or what a Fel's analog is. <laughs> but yeah, you can pick that up when that releases. So Wave 1's already out, Wave 3, no, Wave 2's already out. Wave 3 and 4 are set to come out pretty soon. So check those once they drop. We also got Harmony, The Fall of Reverie, the new uh, Don't Nod game. With award-winning composer Lena Rain, that's at the drop June 2023. I, I never, I never heard of this game before. I'll be honest here. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. What's well, okay? It's from Don't Nod, so I yeah. don't know if you're they, they, you know, Life is Strange is okay. People seem to like that. Yeah, the animation for it looks really cool. It's got this like. It's got this, uh, I don't know if you've seen a lot of the Netflix animated series that, uh, like the Castlevania anime, uh, Seis Manos, but all that, that animation studio looks kind of like this, so I'm into it. Yeah. I always think it's a don't nod game. Action game. People, people, people forgot about Remember Me. <laughs> I was just thinking about that as we were talking about this. I was like, from the makers of Remember Me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot they made that until you reminded me right now. Mm -hmm. so. yeah. I don't know why they don't, because they didn't just do these, like, 
you know, Life is Strange games. They didn't remember me. Uh, that Vampire game, they did that for a while ago, too. Yeah. Which one? Oh, Vampire, Vampire with a Y? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Did I play that? I feel, I think I played that. I, dude, I, I tried. I put about two hours into it. It is yeah. so much dialogue. Yeah, I was I, like, I I I, I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, like, Life is Strange was, you know, their breakout, and they were like, oh, well, we'll just keep doing that. Yeah, that seems like what they did, yeah. But yeah, so we got Harmony, that's its release in June, check it out. Octopath Traveler 2, got some new gameplay with a trailer already available. Uh, demo already available, you can go download the demo right now. Uh, progress of the demo does carry over to the main game, so go check that out. If you liked Octopath Traveler 1, you might like 2. Uh, that's releasing really soon, February 24th, so in like two weeks. Um, We Love Katamari is releasing. June 2nd, it's going to feature yes. five new challenges and a selfie camera. I've never played a Katamari game before. So, oh, that, oh, that's fun, great. dude. Great. Um, everyone tells me. That's what everyone tells me. Yeah. They're fun. I think, similar to other like franchises, uh, they kind of went overboard by making way too many of them, like too fast. Yeah. Um, but I will say, this trailer alone, if you look at it, you can see where it, it drops from time to time. Like, it's just like, okay, guys. We really need to start harnessing the power of the switch. Like the <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It drops like a like yeah. And this guy was like, "That's not the best video to show on your trailer, man." That's Come something on. I appreciate with about switch trailers is that they'll show yeah. you they like you could cut around this guys, but they'll just leave that yeah. shit in. Um, that does have a demo up. I you should probably try that that demo, or was it a trial? The trial of the first remaster. Um, yeah. People, they are fun. people yeah, to see how it performs, yeah. Not just to see how it performs, but to see how it controls. Because one of the hurdles of this game is like the controls are incredibly hard to Obtuse. get used to. Yeah, <laughs> you actually they they try to emulate you actually pushing the thing, so it's like you tilt both sticks up, yeah, to like simulate your hands pushing, and like to turn you put one up and one down. Yeah, that doesn't sound too bad. Like, yeah, it's harder than it sounds, though. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's not just to. a like a one stick game or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, it's. I can see myself getting into that. I'll, I'll try yeah. a demo for sure. See if I like it. Yeah. Um, I've never heard of this next game, but I want to pick it up. Sea of Stars is releasing August twenty ninth. The demo available right now. Yeah, it's a indie turn based RPG. Kind of reminds me of like Chrono Trigger a little bit. Yeah. But what's crazy is I was reading the uh, description here, and it says it's a turn-based RPG set in the Messengers universe. Remember Messengers, the Messenger, oh. the, the the Ninja Gaiden style game. Oh, the Messenger. Yeah, the Messenger. I'm a Messenger. Is that what like, they're talking about? Yeah, by Messengers I mean like possessive noun. The Messengers universe. The game's oh, called. Oh wow. Messenger. Yeah. I, and like I, I don't play games like this, but I was like, the messenger was sick, so I'd be curious to yeah. know what happens yeah. in this. Yeah, I played a bit of the messenger. I liked it a lot. Uh, oh, that game was incredible. It. Um, yeah, I, I want to finish it. But I haven't had a chance to finish it yet. I think it's still on Game Pass. So I might check it out there. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I didn't know this is in the same world as this game. Like. <laughs> That's um, crazy to me when I was hearing about that. Yeah, I think yeah. it's on the wish list. They they brought in um the soundtrack is what 
got me on this and just the the whole aesthetic and the the adherence to the style that like chrono trigger style i'm like yeah this, they're going for something here that's that's tickling my fancy so that's really cool yeah according to the website here the same team from the messenger is working on this game and it's supposed to be like a prequel <laughs> set like way before interesting it would be cool yeah huh. and there's like a frequently asked questions section on their website it's like why not make messenger 2 and they're just like well we like to make a lot of different games like you know we like rpgs too let's make an rpg <laughs> i mean that's fine yeah that's fine I, like i sincerely hope there is a messenger too because the first one was great yeah yeah so that's something i didn't know about i heard about this game before but i didn't know it was like attached to the messenger game so yeah, that, yeah. That, that's pretty cool to see it's under um, a different studio like i guess i don't know it's, studio. it's the same team though that's the thing like, okay because on their website, it was. I just had it. Yeah, one of the frequently asked questions is: Is it the same team as Messenger? And it says, "Yeah, the core team from the Messenger has fully transitioned over to Sea of Stars." Great. Apparently, that they ramped up their team to more people because, like, RPGs are harder to make than platformers. But yeah, it's the same core team from that game from the Messenger. Awesome. And there is a demo available for it, so I might just check that out. You know, I love me some like, I love me some RPGs. It's an indie game, so it can't be that long, right? Like, <laughs> I'm not looking at like a hundred plus hour game. You know, even the original Chrono Trigger was what like twenty hours. So, and they have a special guest composer, Yasunori Mitsuda, who was the original composer for Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross, and Xenoblade Chronicles Three. So, yeah. That, that's that, that's me. yeah I'm like yeah they're really well, going for yeah. this chrono trigger thing again like i'm not a i'm not a jrpg fan but like i do actively listen to the chrono trigger soundtrack <laughs> like, so what don't you like about jrpgs the turn-based combat or turn-based combat yeah okay. okay that's that's essentially what it is like i hate waiting to be attacked you know, yeah. like the, the I, I strategy guess... involved sometimes, because I I can do I can do turn based when the strategy involved is like really good, Same. like a, like a yeah. Final Fantasy X where it t where it shows you whose turn it is going to be like for the next five turns, who's about to attack, and when you can affect that, like if I cast slow on this guy, his turn goes down, so I get another hit in. Like when I can see that and manipulate that, I kind of like that, but I um. Uh, yeah, I'll... Yakuza Like a Dragon. Like I said, yeah. that's that's officially my least favorite Yakuza game because it's turn-based, <laughs> uh, even though it has an awesome story. Um, but also, I think the only other turn-based game I've ever really enjoyed was, like, Stick of Truth. And that's because it was just... It, the combat was very, like fast and over totally so it was like yeah. like when you get into the fights they're usually over within like 30 seconds yeah and i was like cool this like minimized the amount of torture i have to go through so i i i could see the uh why i i, I used to be this like kind of elitist like oh you don't like turn-based games well you don't like thinking but now that i've gotten older it's like some people just aren't wired to like turn-based games and that's fine yeah like 
Yeah. Like it's it's a, I, there are some good games out there. I say like try out the Persona games. They're long as fuck, but <laughs> that's what I hear. <laughs> but I will argue the gameplay for them is very solid. There's a lot of strategy goes into like manipulating weaknesses, getting extra turns. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's that stuff that I like. like. I like when there's yeah. something else going on besides just the fucking you hit me, I hit you. Yeah. And I will say I did I did enjoy back in the PS1 days. Um, my roommate had Parasite Eve. And, oh, uh, that's a good middle ground. That's a good that middle ground. was because like I could still move around and dodge attacks. So like I wasn't just standing there being hit by something. Like I like you know like as your little timer bar was filling up, I could actually like move around. So if you like that gameplay, you probably played a Super Giants game, Transistor. Uh, I I know of it. I've actually never played it. It's very similar to Parasite Eve in the mm-hmm. sense that it's an active time battle system where you can move around. But the gimmick is the customization to your character is fucking insane. Yeah. yeah. So try that out. If you like Parasite Eve, you'll love Transistor. I mean, on top of I've been game, meaning to play giant. that. It's good. Yeah, on top yeah, of the Super Giant game. Like, they can yeah, because like, I also never played, uh, what was their first one? Bastion? Bastion? Yeah. Bastion, yeah, I've actually never played that either. I didn't play it like a couple years ago, so that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a good game. But Transistor though is it's a turn-based game, but it's similar to Parasite Eve. Yeah. And again, like the customization for the game. I don't want to go into too much detail, but there's a lot of customization to how the game plays, how you can build your character up. There's room to experiment with it. It's it's dope. You should try it. I can hear it. Yeah. Um where the fuck was I? Yeah, Sea of Stars. <laughs> That's uh, you can download the demo right now. Check it out. Game drops August 29th. Omega Strikers is an air hockey game. You can dip, play. You can. It's releasing free, April 27th. And you can pre-order it today, despite the fact that it's a free game. But whatever. <laughs> I saw this and I was like. Didn't Windjammers two just come out? <laughs> it's yeah. like, I mean, it's a but it was different. like this is yeah, it's, it's more multiplayer aspect. I get it, but I was just like, wait a minute, it's more like air hockey too. Like Windjammers yeah. is more like frisbee. So yeah, I guess it's a little different, but yeah, I'm not sure how I'm not sure how this works without actually playing it. It looks like it'd be like a like a fun party game kind of thing. Yeah, yeah it yeah. does. It does, and I, I might. I mean, it's dropping in April, so it might be worth just trying it for free. Um, the Etrian Odyssey games, a collection of the three Etrian Odyssey games, are dropping for Switch June first, twenty twenty three. They're starting with the first game, and you can get you can buy the games individually if you don't want to buy them all together. I think it's like thirty five dollars a game, something like eighty dollars for all three if you buy them all together. So check that out if you're a fan of the Etrian Odyssey games. Um, Advanced Wars one and two is actually releasing yes for real <laughs> um this game how long does it get announced like 2018 it's something like that yeah I, I there's a dude on our discord that like is obsessed with this series and he's like oh my god it's happening finally <laughs> i remember this got announced like before covid i am yeah. how long ago it was this was happening um and it's actually releasing april 21st you can go pick it up uh when it drops in april or pre-order right now uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe got a new story expansion featuring Magalore. 
Uh, those who don't know, Return to Dreamland was an originally a Wii game, and it got re-released on Switch with a new expansion for the the evil villain Magalore. It actually looks pretty cool. There's like a lot of customization you can do to Magalore to kind of change how he plays, how he operates. So that'd be that that'd be cool to check out. That's releasing uh February twenty fourth, so in like two weeks, less than two weeks. Uh, we talked about earlier. Switch Online is adding Game Boy games, and the expansion is getting Game Boy Advance games. So we're getting games like Tetris, Mario Land Two, Link's Awakening, Gargoyles Quest, Game and Watch Gallery. Alone in the Dark, which I didn't think we would ever see <laughs> releasing outside of physical. <laughs> I was very surprised to see that. I was surprised yeah. to see that. That's another thing I like about this. If they're going to keep releasing Game Switch Online, they got to dig deep, get some of the weird, like, hidden gems. I think uh, that could justify the uh, the cost for the um, for the subscription a little bit. Instead of, like, because you have all the heavy hitters everyone's played, but let's see some weird shit, like Alone in the Dark. Like, that, yeah. that'd be cool. Um, Metroid 2. Warland 3, Kirby's Dreamland, all for all available right now with promises of more to come. For Game Boy Advance, we have what I said before, Mario Super Mario Advance, Mario Brothers 3, uh WarioWare, Kura Kura Kura. I was I, I own WarioWare on the GBA, and it was like that is one of my favorite GBA games. So I was like, oh my God. Like that play it that is until... something right there. I didn't play it until like I was in college, but that's because I had a I had a 3DS, right? And it was right before they did that huge price drop to it. And in return, they gave a bunch of 3DS ambassadors. Remember that a bunch oh, of yeah. games. That's the first they gave out like 10 GBA games, 10 Game Boy. What was it? 10 GBA games, 10 NES games, and that's the first time I played WarioWare. Yeah, it was fucking incredible. I love it. I I was obsessed with that game. I was yeah, like, it's, it's oh my god, good. this is the greatest thing ever. And then it's I just good. It's really good. And it's on yeah. Switch right now, along yeah. with uh Mario Kart Super Circuit, Mario Luigi Superstar Saga, Legend of Zelda Minish Cap, which I think is like one of the best 2D Zelda games ever. So right. uh yeah, they're all available today. It promises more games to come, so go check that out if you haven't got if you have a Switch online subscription. Uh, Metroid Prime got a remaster for Switch. It released that yes. day yes. on digital with a physical edition coming out February 22nd. Um, I, I'll be honest, I think Metroid Prime's okay. Oh, you're <laughs> I crazy. I never played them. I, I think it's too slow to me, dude. I, I got it. I didn't get into it as a kid. I bought it years later on Wii U. They had a... Uh, uh, collection of the games with motion controls for the first game for Wii U. And I I couldn't get into it. It was too slow for me, dude. I just I didn't like it. I'll probably try it. it again. I'll probably try it again later. I'll, I'll get my dust off my Wii U and try it again. But, yeah, I thought it was alright. <laughs> Everyone I tells me the, the other games are better, but... I, I don't know. This first one, I think, is is like perfect. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a perfect video game here. Is or it just like? Perfect. Is it just because like the beginning is really slow? Is like a hump I got to get over, or is that just the whole game? No, the entire game slow, and that's why I love it. It's like it's it has a very deliberate aesthetic to it, a very deliberate atmosphere to it. Like it's a very lonely game, and it's like creepy in that way too. I I, I love it for that. There's uh, there's a guy on our Discord who played it for the first time just a few months ago, and um, 
he was kind of in the same boat where he was like, this game is boring as hell. I do not understand. And then about 20 hours into it, he was like, I was completely wrong. This is one of the greatest games ever. Okay. <laughs> I think I just didn't let myself get absorbed into the game. Like, I'm not giving the game that chance. Like, let it absorb me. Yeah. And that's the problem I'm having with it. I'll give it another shot. I mean, I own the game already. And I'm going to buy it. I'm going to play it. I'm not going to buy it again on Switch because I don't feel like playing it with a controller. I'm going to use the motion controls. Um, yeah, I'll give it another shot. But I've actually like, heard this remaster actually like does a really good job like upscaling the game, remastering yeah. the graphics. Some like I actually heard it's really upset. good. It has some mechanical changes as well. Some people were... One of the more controversial changes was that the charge shot doesn't start charging immediately. What it does is you hold it and you and it does three round burst and then it starts charging, which um, I think I understand why they changed that is because they changed it. You shoot with the trigger now when in, uh, in the original you shot with the A button. Yeah. Or I mean, I did the B button. I think it was the A button. But yeah, it was like it was one of the, the face buttons. Since you're not shooting with the face button, it's harder to rapid fire with the trigger. If you're just like mashing it, it's harder to do that. So I think they made that change so it's easier to get quick shots off if you just hold it. Um, but then it has a downside of it takes longer to charge, start your charge. So, yeah, that's a bummer. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I own it. Like I said, I got it on Wii U. So I was playing with the trigger and I don't remember it like feeling like that bad, but whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that's available now with a physical copy release of February 22nd. I've actually seen some like, I think Digital Foundry did like a performance review on it. They're showing that like it actually runs super well on Switch despite like the upgrades that it got. Yeah. Um, which is incredible to me to see because that game came out on the GameCube and it ran like great. I remember I got it on GameCube when I was a kid and it ran beautifully. So to carry that over to the Switch, enhance it, give it a, an HD makeover, yeah. it's impressive to see that. People I say think, the Switch is like underpowered. I think they said internally it is still the GameCube version, uh, but they've made they did some wizardry to kind of give it a, a huge facelift. So, which oh, oh I yeah, don't know what wizardry they put into it because the game looks beautiful. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't think they would remake the game. No, this is yeah. like a just a crazy upscaled version of it. Are there plans to get the other games out there? Because like Metroid Prime Four is supposed to come out in a couple of years, right? Or like the next year or two. Yeah, I would. I would assume that they're gonna do that, but who knows? I mean, they just they now, how much dropped this at the same time, so no one even knew this was happening. How much is Prime Remastered anyway? It's like. I think it's like 40. Worth. worth Which, it. yeah. Yeah. Because, like, again, I got it on, on Wii U, like the digital package for all three games. And, like, normally it's like $40 for all three games. <laughs> mm. So you think it's worth it, $40 for the single game, even with the facelift. You think it's still worth it? $40 for the single tax, game. Though. Well, here's the thing. The Nintendo tax is a thing now because the Switch is selling. But on the Wii U, they're desperate to move games. They're selling games for, like, nothing. Xenoblade Chronicles X, you can get it on Wii U digital for, like, 20 bucks. Yeah. Like, the Wii U shop's still open. It'll be open until, like, March, I think. You can get it for, like, 20 bucks. Xenoblade Chronicles, you can get it digital for $20. Like, it's stupid. 
Um, so yeah, to see that like Metroid Prime Remaster is like forty dollars. I don't know. It's it's hard for me to justify it. I think I'm just gonna stick with like the because what you tell me, it's a very atmospheric game, so it would lose some of that if you played it in handheld, right? Oh sure, I sure. So. I mean, but you could you could. I mean, you don't have to play it in handheld. You don't have to, but if it's a better experience playing on your TV, I'd rather like dust off my Wii U and just play it that way with motion controls. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you're not. Yeah, it's not. It's not. You're not gaining if you already have it. It's no. There's no reason to go out and like get this version. I don't think. Yeah. But the only reason you would want to get this is like if you absolutely need it on your Switch, which yeah. I don't think it's that big of a necessity to be honest, especially since like Prime Four is going to come out soon. So. Yeah. Yeah, never mind. Fuck this game. I'm not gonna pick it up yet. <laughs> um, Master Detective Archives was shown off and it's releasing June 30th. I've never heard of this game before in my fucking life. Yes. Yes, you know about this game. No, I have no idea. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on then. Uh, <laughs> Baton Kados One and Two is releasing. Yes. I heard of this game like once from a buddy of mine. This game, dude. And I, remember, <laughs> I I remember being very excited for this game on GameCube, and then yeah. but not being able to get because being a kid, I you know I have limited resources and games were expensive back then, so I never got to play it until way later. And then like I finally played, I was like, yes, I finally got Button Kaitos, and then I I figure I found out that's a fucking card game. The disappointment, <laughs> the disappointment, dude. It's not like a regular card game. It's like a JRPG yeah, with like a yeah, card mechanic. Card games, cards in it. Yeah. I'm like, I cannot. I'm not playing this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks pretty good. It looks like Final Fantasy X, but with like a card system. And I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah, I remember all the I remember all the promotional material over this game on the GameCube and be, me being very excited and like not being able to play it, and then. I don't know, it's a card game. It. Like, oh my, it's a fucking card game? Like, I was so disappointed, dude. Well, that's releasing summer 2023. That's a huge so surprise, can... though, that they're doing yeah. this, because that is a forgotten game. Yeah, so... nobody talks about this game. I heard yeah. about this game exactly once from a buddy of mine uh, at the when I was in college. He's like a huge Nintendo fan, and he was talking about it. It was like an exclusive JRPG for the GameCube, and I was like, I never yeah. heard of this shit before. Um... And that was the last time I heard about it until like today. So, or until this direct. So that's, that's a cool game to check out. If you're a fan of them, go check it out when that drops. Uh, Fantasy Life, The Girl Who Steals Time was shown off. Uh, if you guys don't know, Fantasy Life is a like Animal Crossing RPG, like action RPG. It got, it was super popular on 3DS, I think is when it first released. Um, that's getting released later this year. I think that's the one A thing. new Professor Link game got announced. No details on it yet, just that it's coming. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Wave 4 of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe got announced, featuring Yoshi's Island map, uh, the character Birdo. That's releasing later this spring. Um, we got a quick look at a bunch of different games they showed off in Rapid Fire Succession. So Minecraft Legends got a little, little, little love. Uh, Mega Dreamlight Valley, Tales of Symphonia Remastered. But they ended the show with Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. 
And oh boy, I am excited for this game, dude. <laughs> it looks so good. I am hyped as fuck for this game. I cannot wait for this to come out. Oh my god, it's it showed off a, a much darker setting. Um, we got to look at the dark world and the bright world as well as the darker story that we're going to see here. There's like grinding on rails, there's vehicles, there's just so much shit here that's going to change up how the game plays, and I, I can't wait to play it, dude. This is going to be exciting. They haven't, with the, the one thing that people I think want to know about this is do the fucking weapons break? That is the only thing I need to know. Because <laughs> that, that alone is why I'm like, yeah, Breath of the Wild was fine, yeah. but it's not even in my top five Zelda games. I, like, I think it's an incredible game, but yeah, the weapon breaking definitely holds it back. There's it, no it reason completely ruined the fun in that game to me. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with that. I, I thought it was fine for me, but like in, in terms of It rate, didn't ruin it for me, but it definitely would have been better without it. Yeah, uh, maybe. 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 <laughs> I don't know. It, yeah. it would change the way you play. You would just have you would just hold on to your like your favorite weapon and it would just never break. Like it, it definitely changes the way you play that game, but I think I think I think for the better, in terms of it being the type of game it is where you do have to just get creative with things a lot of the time. I think it's I think it's better for it, but I see what you mean. But I don't know. I I feel like I think I just didn't like it was annoying. But you're right; it did add an atmosphere to the game that. You know the, that sense of like creativity, improvisation yeah. that I think is one of the games that's absolute best. You know when things don't go the way you want them to, so you got to kind of figure it out. Yeah, I think that's when the game's at its best. It's and in, in, in terms of like ranking of Zelda, the the, the problem for me is that is the dungeons. That's yeah, the dungeons like, are fucking terrible. Yeah, it's it's hard to call it a Zelda game where it's missing one of the key ingredients of Zelda. It was fucking dungeons for me. So it's like it's the same problem I have with um, Metal Gear Solid Five, where I think it loses some of its identity in terms of being um, a Metal Gear game when it comes to like the story and the way it tells its story. I think Metal Gear Solid Five kind of loses some of its identity there, but it makes up for it in being straight up tactical espionage action. It is the epitome yeah. of that. Whereas, like, Zelda, uh, Breath of the Wild, for me, it loses some of its Zelda identity in terms of the dungeons, but, like, everything else is, like, if you go all the way back to Zelda 1, I think it is the ultimate realization of what they were trying to do on the NES. Yeah. They they were able, they finally realized on, in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. But. I agree. They they they're getting another chance to reiterate on on some of those things where yeah if they, if they can just yeah I agree if they can make Breath of the Wild with like really good dungeons then we're fine this game will be perfect yeah yeah <laughs> and that's something that I hated about Breath of the Wild too is like when I was playing through the dungeons I was like that's it like that's the same like mechanical looking Sheikah design from dungeon to dungeon granted you had the smaller like trials and stuff the shrines to do but the actual main dungeons the beasts you know yeah it was very boring i didn't like the design for them it's very and i understand why because you know at the end of the day it's a very open-ended way to solve it 
So it's not they they can't implement the same dungeon design where they know what room you're going to be in where each key is because you can kind of explore it the way you want. Yeah. So I think they were scared to force people to have a certain but I think that that would have made it more I think it would have been better if it was like, "Hey, you don't have the item you need to proceed." So leave and do something else. I think there's a way to do it too. You could like have a, the way to get to the dungeon require that item. Like, yeah, you know, I'm not a game developer, but I'm sure if there's a way to develop the area around it, that you need this item to like get to the dungeon, you know, like I think that's something that could work. And because of that, yeah, again, like I see why they did it. And a big part of it's a course correct from um Skyward Sword, because people complain how linear Skyward Sword was. Even though it wasn't that fucking linear, but whatever. Yeah. Um <laughs> I got I got huge Skyward Sword vibes from this trailer. Yeah, and I'm okay with that because I think Skyward Sword was a fantastic game. Everyone just bitched about it because they didn't know how to fucking calibrate their motion controls, but whatever. <laughs> um Dude, I'll never understand people's like Everyone just bitches and moans about how bad the motion controls and the motion controls were great. And I, I was playing with the I didn't have any issues with the motion controls. I had zero issues. Zero issues. And I was playing on like a, a shitty Gen 1 Wii remote with the motion plus enhancement. Like strapped on a third party enhancement. It wasn't even the official Nintendo one. And I had zero problem with it. I calibrated it once. Maybe had to calibrate it after like two hours of playing, and that's it. But everyone's bitching about, oh, it's unresponsive, it doesn't do anything I want it to. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you that you can't do this? Like, yeah, I want to know what people were doing here because it's not bad at all. <laughs> and because of those complaints, who were complaining, like, oh, it was too linear, it wasn't open enough, they, they kind of overcorrected with Breath of the Wild and they made it so open. But by doing that, they took away the charm from the dungeons that I love. Because I think Skyward Sword has some of the best dungeons in the whole series. And we go from that to what we saw in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Skyward Sword did have some really good dungeons. Some great dungeons. Some great yeah. dungeons. And there's some creative ways to do them. Like the Spirit Dungeon, the first dungeon you go to... You come back to that later and it's filled with water, so it becomes a water dungeon. <laughs> like mm-hmm. on your next go around, it's totally different now. Like that's so cool. And not to mention that the, the the area going up to it was kind of a mini dungeon too. Like there was so much cool stuff there that everyone just ignores and it pisses me off. And Nintendo kind of took that to heart and like overcorrected with Breath of the Wild a little bit. So we got a great open world game, don't get me wrong, but the dungeons were just so boring and copy pasted designs i didn't get like a huge theme of these dungeons like you did in the older games so if they can just incorporate actual dungeon design into tears of the kingdom we'd have a great fucking game here (laughs) but i mean we'll see what happens with it it's not set to come out until may 12th so we still got a couple months uh what do you guys think about it releasing for 70 dollars though um nintendo tax out of control um, <laughs> I, this uh, like i still think it's ridiculous that people are releasing 70 dollars games now as it is um yeah. like i i realized that 
that's going to be the standard, but it's currently not. So like there's still the majority of games are still 60 bucks. Um, oh. Nintendo has zero reason to charge 70 aside from their Nintendo and they don't give a crap anyway. Yeah. I don't I don't have a problem with the $70 game, but if if they're going to do a $70 game, they have to the quality of the game has to increase. Like, I, agree. I don't want these fucking broken messes. I don't want them riddled with microtransactions. I don't want like if I'm gonna get a seventy dollar game, it's gotta be the best game that you've ever released. Yeah. Like I will I will I will pay for that if it's of quality. Yeah, I'm the same I'm in the same boat. I was uh I think it's weird to charge seventy dollars for it because the Switch games let's be honest, Switch games don't have the same fidelity, don't have the same performance you get from like PS5 and Xbox Series S or the new Xbox Series X games. Um, so to charge $70 when the prequel to that game was only 60, oh, it rubs me the wrong way. If it had been a new system, they're like, hey, here's a Switch Pro. The games are going to be $70. I can get behind that. But to release a $70 game when all your games have been 60 up to that point, that's something that crosses the line for me. Yeah, but even fidelity, yeah. like good good graphics don't make a good game. So You're right. even if it like looked good, it could be the greatest looking game ever, but if it was trash, I'd be like, This is garbage. Like I I would yeah. pay I would pay three hundred dollars if it was the greatest game ever created. Like objectively. And I'd be like, Yeah, it's I mean, it's three hundred bucks, but you can't argue with how good the game is like yeah but that's how it used to be right like games were cut price with like how much work went into them like people forget this but yeah um earthbound release for like it was a hundred dollars when it first released <laughs> yeah and that well, was like a 1990s money <laughs> yeah well yeah everything back in those days were fucking outrageously priced and it yeah. was there was no consistency either yeah so yeah yeah, just just charge, yeah, so. charge whatever you think it's worth and let people be the judge. Yeah, I let the market decide. Yeah, yeah, I like that. We'll see when it comes out. It's honestly, it's probably going to be worth it because the first Breath of the Wild was polished so well. Like, I didn't really have any issues with it when I yeah. when it dropped. So if they're going to have the same consistency with the sequel. And they also just get the focus on one version of the game because yeah. Breath of the Wild was also a Wii U game. Really, don't have to make this work for another system. But this tells me too, though, that we need to see like a new Switch successor. Like, I, I'm ready for a Switch Pro already, dude. <laughs> Just do it already. I, they're doing so much shit with the Switch. Like them putting like I, I I thought about this when they announced the the Game Boy Advance stuff and the Game Boy stuff for the Switch. I like okay, what are they gonna do when the new thing comes out? Are we just gonna like are we gonna get fucked again or am I is it are we gonna be okay? And I don't know if they if they're ready to like make that transition yet, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know, like I feel like they're getting grounded on the Switch for a while here. I don't yeah, I'm not confident in them being able to make this transition to something, a new platform to where all of this shit is going to have to transfer over. They've never been, they've not shown us that they could do that at all. So I'm, I'm just, yeah, I don't know if they can, I'm not confident they can do that. So, yeah, no, I hear you. Like Nintendo, they had to spread themselves thin. They, they fucking lose it. <laughs> yeah. So 
I mean, we'll see for now, like what we get with this, but I I think I would love to see a Switch successor, but I am scared to see like how Nintendo handles like that transition. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, we also got announced that a uh, collector's edition of the game and Amiibo will also be releasing on launch day. So, you know, go check that out. If you collect the Amiibo, pick up some uh, Tears of the Kingdom Amiibo. I'm probably going to get that um, collector's edition, if I'm being honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I usually don't, but I'm the I'm a huge I'm a Zelda fan, dude. I just yeah. have to get I have to get that. Yeah, I mean, I I, I want to pick it up, but like, I, it's hard for me to justify buying that. <laughs> got a baby here now, so I look at that <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I got I got to spend my money on formula and diapers. Um, you, um, did you see, because you're Switch Online also, did you see where you can actually, it's like with those game vouchers, you can actually. Yeah, I've heard about that. That might be something cool to look into. I want to bring that up too. Um, so Switch has, um, a program called their, their Switch voucher system. You pay a hundred bucks, you get a voucher for two games. It's a list of games that they have. Yeah. Most of them are first party games. Others are just games on Switch. But yeah, Tears and, of the Kingdom is on the list, so you could actually yeah. buy that a little bit cheaper. Yeah, if you drop a hundred bucks, you pick Tears of the Kingdom and like one other game you want. Yeah, pretty good. So yeah, not a bad deal. Not a bad deal. Um, might be worth looking into. Uh, there are some caveats to it. Like it's tied. It's a digital game, so it's tied to your account. So you can't like get a buddy and be like, "Yo, let's take advantage of this voucher. I'll get Breath of the Wild. You get Breath of the Wild. We'll each pay fifty bucks for it." Now, like. It's tied to your account. You got to drop a hundred bucks to get two games. Uh, so if there's another game you're already looking at, you want to pick up. It might be worth to do it that way. And it's it's digital, so that's not going to work for a physical game. But you know, it might be worth looking into if you're you're budget conscious like I am. Um, I would have done that if I didn't already have like Xenoblade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see if anything else comes out for it. I doubt that voucher's gonna be going away anytime soon. So. Might be worth looking into. Um, moving on to some Game Pass news. We got Madden NFL 23 dropping on Game Pass February 9th. SD Gundam Battle Alliance February 9th. Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord February 14th. City Skylines Remaster February 15th. Shadow Warrior 3 February 16th. I'm definitely going to play that. Yeah, and cool. Atomic Heart is dropping February 21st. I cannot fucking wait. Yeah. Atomic Heart looks so good. It's on Game Pass. You can pre-install yep. it. Yep, it's on Game Pass February 21st. So, yeah, I'm pre-installing it. I'm definitely going to play that when that drops. Um, Some quickie news. You got to look at... Oh, God. 404 Game Reset. <laughs> <laughs> Yoko Taro's new game. Yeah. Where Sega rules the world? Am I reading that right? <laughs> yeah, it's a game where uh, Sega rules the world, but they're not not in a good way. They're the they're oh, the bad a guys. Game, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in this in this universe, uh, Pizza Hut uh, uh, is is like the king. So, um, but yeah, Sega rules the world, and they're like the bad guys, though. So the the whole point is like to try to destroy Sega. Who are like the evil overlords of the world, which is cool. Like, I like I like when uh, you can they they can have a little fun with themselves and be like, no, we're Wait, the bad guys. 
Is this like in the Neptunia universe then? No, this is like it's similar where mm -hmm. they've have uh human versions of Sega shit. Like yeah. there's a there's a, like an outrun girl here. Uh and like some afterburner girls. <laughs> Uh, so it was like similar in that way where it was like uh, personified. They're like, yeah, they're personified, like anthropomorphic, like yeah, they're personifications of like video games. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Virtual cop girls. So, um, not a lot of info on it yet, other than yeah, it's like cast Is of this characters. A mobile game? It's a mobile game. Yoku Taro is only making mobile games now. Uh, so um, it's probably like a like a turn-based RPG then? Not entirely. Uh, I mean, Yoko Taro did that, uh, he did a near game for iOS and it was an action game. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I think it might be like an action game, kind of similar to, it might be like, um, what the fuck is it called? Uh, Genshin? I think it might be like a gotcha game. Yeah. Where, like, you get all the girls in a, in a, like a loot box type of thing or some shit. Mm -hmm. Wow! Look at that! Look at that! Akira is that Akira from uh, Virtua Fighter? Probably, <laughs> but in like girl form. Most likely. <laughs> yeah, interesting concept. Maybe, maybe just like uh, just the personification of Virtua Fighter, like as a whole, with the spirit oh, of Virtua Fighter. Okay. Yeah, interesting concepts. I don't I don't like that they're on mobile. I would rather if there was like oh, yeah. a full fat PC version of yeah. like that. Or, you know, just put it on consoles and, and mobile. Yeah. And shit. Uh, you know. But cause yeah, they put out like that near game on mobile and I like installed it, but I don't want to play it like that. Like, you know, I wanna and, the, yeah. and it's great. It's like a great it's a fantastic game too. Like the soundtrack is incredible, but I like I can't play a game like that, dude. It's just not I want to do it, but so. yeah. So that's why, like, we'll see when it drops, like what it looks like. Maybe yeah. we'll check it out. Most likely not, though. It's gonna be free but... to play. They did yeah. say that, so um, so that'll be cool to see. But I love Yoko Taro. I'll check out anything he does, but I don't know if it's gonna hold my attention on mobile. So, mm. oh, easy. So we'll see when it whatever comes out. Um, some other quickie news. Kingdom Hearts, the entire OST is available on streaming platforms, so that's great. Yeah. If you wanted to get down on some uh, some sanctuary, uh, you know, you could do that on uh, your streaming Town. platform of choice. The Traverse Town, Town, yeah. It was always like, whenever I hear that music, I'm like, yeah. Um, it makes it puts me in the mood to play some Kingdom Hearts. It's same. That's it's like, like I think Traverse Town is like the epitome of like Kingdom Hearts music. Yeah. Like it's got that like Square Enix like, it's got that Square Enix like, kind of grandiose to it, while at the same time that Disney like homely feeling in the music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a great combination of like those two worlds that, when I hear that, brings me back to my childhood, makes me think of Kingdom Hearts and the fun I had with it. Yeah. So now you could do that on your streaming platform of choice. Um. I'm glad that these uh, Disney has been so anti fucking streaming internet digital shit for a very long time. Yeah. So I'm glad that finally 
like Kingdom Hearts is getting these like digital releases, PC releases. Um, yeah, dude. Been it's been too fucking long, man. So it has. So it's cool to see it getting some recognition. I'm still not excited for Kingdom Hearts Four because. Oh yeah, that oh that yeah. story for three was fucking garbage. I don't care what anyone says. Story, the three story for three fucking sucked. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, even what they've shown for four so far, I'm like, this is a Jurassic change, uh, visually yeah, and just, just tonally for this game. So yeah, that's why I'm not excited for it. And like, yeah. I'll check it out when it comes out. But as far as I'm concerned. Kingdom Hearts is done with three. I don't have to play anything else. I only have kept <laughs> up with it because I've been playing the game since I was like a kid. So <laughs> I, I imagine they're gonna scrap whatever they've shown for four so far. I imagine they're gonna scrap it and start over. And so in, in true Square Enix fashion, that game is not gonna be at all what they've shown of it by the time yeah. we see it again. I mean, we'll see. We'll see when it happens. I'm not gonna pick it up. I'm not gonna hold my breath that it's gonna be a great game, but <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Dawn of Ragnarok won the first Grammy Award for Best Score Soundtrack for a Video Game. Yeah. That's crazy. Which, like, what else came out that year that it was, like, competing with? Um, well, the other stuff that was nominated was, like, uh, Aliens, Fireteam, Elite. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> which, I, I called it. Stop it. The game's fun. Yeah, well, for, 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 as far as the soundtrack, as far, Galaxy. Yeah, as far as the soundtracks are concerned, there's actually the guys that do the soundtracks are very highly regarded. Like Austin Wintry did the soundtrack for that Aliens game, and yeah. Bear McCreary did Call of Duty Vanguard. So, despite what the, you thought about the game, the soundtracks might have been actually on point. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Old World. So, and yeah, yeah. I, from from what I remember about that Assassin's Creed soundtrack, it was like the soundtrack was pretty, pretty damn. Yeah, everyone tells me it, like it's it's hype. People tell me it's hype. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, there we go. Like, it's cool to see that that's even like a category now. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's cool to see like video game music getting some recognition. I mean, I would like to see even, like, cinematography or just, like, you know, for, like, cinematography from a, the standpoint of, uh, like, movie awards. Because they're, they're, like, all these games are emulating Hollywood now to the point where it's just, like, not even, it, it blurs the line. It's like, is this even a video game anymore? To the point where they just do a Last of Us TV show and it'd be shot for shot most of the time. Uh, I will argue. The Last of Us show changes enough from the game, yeah. That I'm gonna say something people aren't gonna like. So brace yourselves. It's gonna piss off some people. It's gonna <laughs> ruffle some feathers, ruffle some jimmies. But the story for Last of Us is better as a show than it is as a game. A lot better. No, it is. I would it rather. Is. I would, yeah, they change enough of it. I don't know if you saw the last episode that they released, but yeah, fuck, it's incredible. Yeah. That was the best, yeah. It was the best thing so far. I was like, oh my god, this is, yeah, we, 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 this is better. <laughs> yeah, the stuff they changed to work in the show is just so much better. The backstory for these characters, because like, minor spoiler, but if you played the game, it's not a spoiler really. Um, but there's the new characters Henry and Sam who are like running away from some bad guys. In the game, they're like bandits. There's some random nameless bandits called the Hunters that just 
kill people for fun. In the show, there's like a whole backstory here for like Fedra and like a resistance movie that came up against them and they're hunting down like people who collaborated with them. Like there's a whole like intrigue here that wasn't in the original game. Yeah. And I love that. Okay, so you've you've caught up then because you haven't watched I'm caught it up, yeah. Last, yeah. I am caught up. I, I watched the whole show. I watched it with episode three because everyone tells me episode three is like fantastic. And it is. I fucking cried like a bitch. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um they changed Bill and Frank's story to something that's so much better than what the game did, dude. Like Yeah. And this is what I mean. Remember how I was talking about Last of Us would be better as like um, like a vignette series, just like little stories from The Last of Us here and there. They do that with this show by going back to like what these characters are doing. It's not just about like Joel and Ellie. It's about the whole world around them. So you get to see like backstory, what these characters are doing, what led up to like the decisions they made. So you get that kind of like, you know, vignette storytelling to it. Yeah without like ruining like the, the main story for Joel and Ellie and the stuff they changed because now they're not the focus on these two characters they can make the side characters more interesting is so much better than what the game did I love that it's yeah, I love it's, it um it's good even little things the way the characters interact like you know spoiler at the end of it when Ellie's like trying to save them you know, she's like, you know, my blood's medicine. And she like, you know, tries to help this guy. That's not something she did in the game. But what makes it better is you get to see the kind of character Ellie is like, because in the game, she says, like, you know, my white life's worth anything. It's worth this. And you already see that she's already trying to help people with this thing she was born with or this thing that she has. So you can already see, like, the choices she's going to make later about that her life is worth is worth uh is worth this this uh this cure it's it's you're already gonna see you're already seeing her with that mindset early on it's it's so cool like how well it characterizes everybody in the in the in the in the, in the show that you couldn't see in the game because you know in the game you you have to focus on the gameplay so a lot of the story is held up by like shooting zombies and running around and actually playing it and because it's not like, I don't want to say held back by that, but held back by that, you can focus on these characters and the stuff they have to do, the choice they need to make. And it tells a better story for it. Like it's, <laughs> I'm sorry to derail it, but it's, it's, better, it's a better show than it was a game. Like, I'll be honest here. <laughs> like, like, what are you really losing when you take the game stuff out of it? You miss, uh, you lose out on a third person shooter that's not as good as Gears of War. A stealth game that's not as good as Metal Gear Solid. A horror game that's not as good as Resident Evil. <laughs> I just had a really good story. You just cut that out, you get the awesome story. And they make the story better. Like, yep. yeah. Yep. Yeah, I know. Like, a lot of people aren't going to like that. But I've been, I've been saying that for years. And, you know, people call me crazy. So, but uh... yeah, and I agreed with you because, like, the best part of Last of Us is the story. Like, don't fucking lie to me. It's like, oh, well, the gameplay, though. What yeah. does it do differently that other third-person shooters haven't done? Let's be honest here. Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, it's a bad game. Like, it's still a good game. Like, the game's like an 8 out of 10 game. 
but the story is like a 10 out of 10 story. (laughs) And that's all people think about. And then the show makes it even better. I will say there's, there's, there were moments in the show that I thought the game did better. Uh, specifically Tess's scene. Uh, I I thought Tess's scene was better in the game. Like, I don't know. I just felt, I, I remember I I felt way more acting. Yeah. The acting is better in the game. Um, because so here, here's my argument for that scene, right? Um, with the scene with Tess in the game, my favorite part in it is when like, you know, Joel's like, show it to me. And she's like, no, he's like, show it to me. And then she shows it. And he's like, he breaks down for like a second. You see it. He's like, oh, Christ. Yeah. And like a, like a little like, like tickling in his throat. You can hear he's about to like lose it. Then he like comes back. You yeah. don't get that in the show. Yeah. Or like the part where she goes, oops, or like, I don't know. Her, her like whole, everything was better. Her whole delivery scene. was way better. Yeah. Yeah. But what we get with this though, with this test, this test in the show is more desperate she's visibly more scared yeah she's she, and because of that she uh she seems more vulnerable in this because like in the even in the game when she's infected she's like in control yeah, like she yeah. she seems overwhelmed but when she talks about it it's like this is a thing that happened it's shitty we got to move past it you got to you got to take care of this now and in the show it's like a desperate like this is happening to me i'm gonna die you got to carry this on so nobody else suffers like I did. And it comes from, a, not from a place of like, it comes from a, a sense of desperation in her voice and the way she like acts it out. Um, I will admit though, that even though they're different, I did like the game way it handled a little bit better, but I did like what they did with this show. Cause they made Tess more vulnerable. They made her more emotional. Yeah. They show that it's a scary experience, you know, knowing that like, you're gonna you're gonna die and it's within like hours <laughs> it's a scary experience and to see how they built it up this way i i did like it it's i don't know if i liked it more than the game but i, I appreciate what they did differently in the show yeah okay we said we wouldn't make this a, a last yeah we wouldn't make this a last of us podcast every uh, week but <laughs> to be fair i haven't watched the show yet until now so this yeah. is my first time talking about it <laughs> yeah so hopefully I won't do this again. Or we can just have a separate show that's just Last of Us if we wanted to. Yeah, I don't um, want to do that. <laughs> no? Okay, good, me neither. Um, <laughs> moving on. Um, yeah, we still have a lot to talk about. Not a lot, but not a little either. Double Finds, Psych Odyssey, a deep documentary, Diamond the Development of Psychonauts 2. Yeah. Uh, it's available on YouTube. You just watch it right they now put this, they put this out like yesterday i think uh yeah whole documentary series about the development process of psychonauts 2 which is which was my game of the year for last year was that last yeah year? they released it in full like yeah yesterday just, yeah and it's it. like 30 episodes these episodes are like 30 to 40 minutes long some episodes are like an hour yeah so, um, I love these, I love these, um, well, they, they do have Amnesia Fortnite. The movie was, is from like a year ago is in there, but, um, the rest of them is just, yeah, that's the only thing that's old. Uh, but yeah, I love Double Finds. Like they, they do this like documentary stuff all the time. So, 
Um, it's really cool to look into. Like, if you want to see like what goes behind game development, especially yeah. like double A, you know, not quite indie, but not quite triple A yeah. development. Like, their, this their is a really broken cool age one. Their broken age one was really, really good. If you hadn't, yeah, seen it was. So. Yeah, I've seen the bits of it. It's really cool. Just watching the process like happen, like it's really cool to see. Yeah. And because again, they're like a double A developer, they can have a little bit more care and attention and control that you don't get in a triple A game. So to see everyone that's working on it has a stake in the company, basically. So it's really cool to see them like these industry professionals talk about a project at a personal level, you know, so that they want to do. Yeah. And it's really it's fascinating. It's fascinating to see. Um oh you fucked up the doc. Oh, I did fuck up the doc, my bad. <laughs> um uh new trailers and videos. Tekken 8 got a reveal trailer for Nina. God, Tekken 8 looks incredible, dude. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is just visually very, very impressive. I really like what I'm looking at with this game. I've never been a Tekken guy. I've, I played the last one a little bit. Um, and like, I don't know, there was one on PS3 that I played a lot only because my like friends had it and they would whoop my ass all the time. With like one hand, they were like, you know how people fucking, they hold the controller weird? Like they hold the controller upside down just for Tekken. Like, I don't know, there's some like way of holding the controller that if you know, you know. Where fucking you hold a controller upside down and like you're a fucking god like it's like it's like if you get in like a, a street fight with someone and they get into like a martial arts stance so you know everybody get your ass whooped that's how i feel about tekken like if someone turns a controller upside down i know i'm about to get fucked up like that's why i hate tekken <laughs> i've heard about that it's like there's like a special like technique like that's some slide canceling technique that like yeah it's apparently very hard to do in tekken but some people figure out a way to do it yeah. consistently which you gotta like hold the controller weird yeah. um yeah i've heard about that <laughs> <laughs> i heard about that and uh that's why i never got into tech and i like it's too crazy for me yeah. i did play a little bit of the last second game on ps4 and it was a lot of fun um i want to get into tekken because it's like a good middle ground i play a lot of 2d fighting games and tech is a good middle ground from that you know it doesn't it's not a yeah it's a good middle ground for people who like want to transition from 2D to 3D fighting games. It's a good middle ground. Um, and I like what I was seeing with this game. It looks incredible. It's a lot of fun. And I don't know if I'm going to pick it up day one, but I'm definitely going to pick it up eventually. Um, Alien Hominid Invasion got a special sneak peek tra gameplay trailer. Uh, I didn't think Alien Hominid was still a thing, but here we are. It is Behemoth. Their 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 next game is uh, a new Alien Hominid, which was their first yeah. game. Uh, new grounds, man. Like every time, yeah. yeah. This is this is like this this style of game. This game spe specifically, uh, very nostalgic for for little you know young me, who spent a lot of time on new grounds. Uh, and yeah, I played a lot of this, the the Flash version of this, and then when they hit XBLA and shit, uh, which were, were a lot of these games, like this game, like Meat Boy and shit, like that's where these games like popped off. It was like Newgrounds, and then you know they people forget like Alien Hominid came out before that too. It got a physical release on like GameCube and PS2 like way yeah. back in the day. So like, and. This... Uh... 
these guys are just responsible for a lot of the the indie pop off that happened during the the XBLA era, and it's good to see they're still doing it, man. This game looks fucking awesome. Just a, a co op, side scrolling, shoot 'em up, beat 'em up, shoot 'em up. So, yeah, I'm into it. Um, I can't wait to play that. Is the, is the older is the first Alien Hominid game on anything? Like, it's can I get it on everything. Switch? I think I don't know about Switch, but it's definitely on like PlayStation Network and 360 and Steam and stuff. So, Alien Hominid HD is available on Xbox. Oh, it's on Steam too. Invasions on Steam. Not the first one. I haven't played the first, the first one in like years. I kind of want to play the first one again. It's, it's um, fucking difficult, man. Yeah. yeah it is. <laughs> I remember being hard as shit. It was yeah. like it's like Contra. Yeah. But like more bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's happening, man. We got a gameplay look at it. Uh Vampire Survivors is getting a chaos update. I, I love how successful this game is. Just uh out of nowhere. You know, I don't I don't necessarily agree with the um you know, I wouldn't consider this a game of the year contender by any stretch for me. Yeah. Even though I did play a lot of it, I, I just don't uh I, I, I consider it just a good time waster. I don't really consider it like a good uh even then, like I played twenty minutes till dawn and immediately yeah. dropped this when I played twenty minutes <laughs> till dawn. Yeah, yeah. It's not a bad game, but you know, they're just, it's not even the best game in its genre. Let's be honest. I here. played them um, because it's on game pass. I played on my phone and I play it like, I play it like when I have five minutes until I have to do something else. It's How's just that? like, what can I waste my time on for five minutes? Ah, vampire survivors. How's that work? And it's good uh, for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're at work. Well, like, how's it work, like, streaming it? How's that... How, how's that experience? <laughs> is this it works game? fine. Okay. Like, yeah, like, it works fine. The only issue is, like, you're still at the mercy of, like, touchscreen controls, which, granted, Vampire Star is only one thing. It's just the stick, but... Yeah, yeah. You just have to get used to that. I know, I do think it's a they mobile are... mobile version of Vampire Survivor that's, like, decent. Well, is that official? I don't know if they actually did that yet. Yeah, it's an official version of it. It's free oh, okay. to download. It's a okay. free to play game. Um, and it changes the, the... the So you hold your phone uh, portrait, right? And that's how you play the game. Oh. So already it feels a lot better because you're not holding it sideways. You're holding yeah, it the way like, you're meant to hold the phone. I don't like sideways games. Yeah, so you're holding it like portrait. And it's one button still, but... It's it's not that bad. Like it's 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 it works pretty well. I haven't watched um, this trailer if like actually yet, but they spend a lot of time. I mean, the whole trailer is like them doing this and just zooming in on this for like a minute and a half. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I'm wondering what what is being said, if anything, during this. But I'm not gonna. Well, maybe I'll turn it up a little bit. Let's 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 see here. Oh, nothing. It's just that. <laughs> just that for a minute. Okay. Yeah, um, kind of annoying. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, call me when like 20 minutes till Don gets an update. Um, <laughs> Celeste Strawberry Jam got a release date trailer. It's a, a collaborative mod, right? For Celeste? Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, it's a full on just a Celeste mod that's been in development for two years. So, um, custom levels, custom soundtrack. Looks like it's gonna be really cool. I I very I thoroughly enjoyed Celeste. So I'm gameplay solid. Yeah, yeah, very solid. I I, I wish I, I I wish I went back and did some of the the harder levels. Like you can pick up the cassettes, and it's like side A and side B levels. I didn't go back and do the side Bs. I tried like one of them, and I was like, this is difficult. <laughs> I didn't try any of the other ones, but I did the same thing when it was on Game Pass. Like I beat the the side A campaign. Yeah. But then I played like the first side B and I was like, I'm I'm gonna come back to this. And I never <laughs> yeah, did. Yeah. So this uh this mod is supposed to have a more better difficulty curve in terms of uh in terms of difficulty. So yeah, I'm excited. It's got to like some... five difficulty levels too, so you know yeah. that's like too much for really. you. Yeah. So this looks this looks solid, man. I'm yeah, I'm excited to I wanna really try this out. By the way, if you like Celeste, uh this what we were talking about earlier with the messenger, if you haven't played that yet, it's very Celeste but with combat. Uh. so it's it's very like maze like platforming, but at the same time you're also attacking enemies and boss fights and stuff like that. I can fuck with that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I realized I haven't tried the messenger. I I was thinking of something else when I was thinking of the messenger. Actually, I haven't yeah, it's on Game Pass still, isn't it? Or am I making that up? It was. I don't think it is anymore. That's probably cheap enough now that you can just. It's like twenty it. bucks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's cheap enough. You can get on whatever. Um, what was I gotta say. Yep. So moving on, we got game releases. We got February 14th, we got Blanc releasing on PC and Switch. Journey to a Savage Planet, PS5 and Xbox Series X. Labyrinth of Galeria, The Moon Society, Souls of Kronos. What's this one? Spy Brothers? <laughs> Never heard of this one. Oops. Tomb Raider Reloaded on mobile? What is this? That just got announced like last week, too. It's very new. Was that a twin stick shooter? Honestly, I didn't even look at any gameplay once I saw <laughs> mobile only. I was like, pass. All right. Yeah, it's a stick shooter. Yeah. I don't know. That Lara right. Croft, those, those like Go games are pretty good. Like the Lara Croft Go and the Hitman Go. It's not a Go game, though. It's, it's a, not a Go yeah. game. But I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't dismiss it just because it's on uh, mobile. It could be pretty good. Yeah, I just like I said, like Vampire Survivors is basically the only thing I play on mobile, and that's because it's like it's right there, and I have little to no time, and I know I can just burn time in that game. Yeah, but, uh, mobile games, just personal opinion, like that, they still haven't got me yet. Like, there's that's no fine. like, yeah, like if I'm at home, I'm playing on a console. If I'm yeah. At work, I'll break out Vampire Survivors for five seconds, but like there's there's no killer app on mobile for me that's ever happened. Yeah. Um 
um, this Lara Croft game has bad reviews. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Three point five. Did you see the uh, the images they have for the game? It's the same like three pictures over and over. Yeah. Again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they do that. That's actually common. I don't know why though. I don't know why either. But whatever. This looks. Uh, it doesn't look good. <laughs> oh well. Moving on. Uh, Wanted Dead is releasing February 14th. This game looks actually pretty cool. It's from the uh, um, it's from the uh, Ninja Gaiden guys, right? Uh, Stephanie Justin is this is in this game. Is the yeah she's the girl? She's the girl. <laughs> yeah, I, quiet. I just learned quiet. about this game today, yeah. and I was like, "What is this? This looks very interesting." Yeah, yeah, it's like Devil's Third mixed with like Devil May Cry mixed with like Ninja Gaiden. This is from the yeah. makers of Ninja Gaiden and Dead or Alive, but so the... I was asking a buddy of mine about this. So is this like Itagaki's new studio? I don't know. It's from Soleil. Soleil Limited. Okay. Cause like he when he split from Team Ninja and like went to do, go do his own thing, I was like, is this where he landed? Is this like Itagaki's thing now? They did the last. They did Valkyrie Elysium. What's funny with this is if you're looking at the uh, Steam, oh excuse me, the Steam page for it, the about this game section. The last two things like got me. Uh, the last two like bullet points here got me interested. It's uh, beat them up the old school way. Take down enemies, proceed further, revive the nostalgia and a modern twist on an established genre. And a love letter to the sixth generation of consoles. <laughs> what is, this, what is the sixth generation again? I, I, I That's track. like PS2, GameCube, and Xbox. They're, okay. What did they say? Their, their official website or the publisher's website, it's like, it, it basically, it was like cyberpunk meets something. And I was like, Okay, what? Like, I, I forgot what the other one was. I'd have to go on their website. I don't know. It's like, um, wanted. What's funny, though, is that, like, we kind of lost something when we moved out of, like, that, that generation of games because people just kind of made whatever the fuck they wanted, you know? And the PS2 kind of had the, the power to kind of back up most ideas. Yeah, wantedgame.com is their website. And it's like, on their main, it's like, this is what happens when Ninja Gaiden meets Cyberpunk. <laughs> uh, I'm okay I, with. Itagaki's name is not anywhere on the studios. It might so, not be him then, but yeah, it was yeah. just when I saw, the, you know, Ninja Gaiden. Guys. Yeah, it's live. definitely those guys. I mean, they have Devil's Third on here, so. Yeah. Which I know Itagaki was on, I think. I'm definitely going to play this game, honestly. Like, yeah, this is going it's an old school, like, PS2 inspired, like, Beat 'em up action game, like I miss games like that, dude. <laughs> God Hand is what I'm looking for. I miss games when games are just like dumb fun, you know? Yeah. Like they're too commercial now to like ever do that again. Well, the indie scene's kind of hitting that that hitting that up a little bit, but but this looks cool. Like I'm I'm gonna check this out. <laughs> This looks really. It's like a thirty-minute like dev like dev-led gameplay on YouTube. That's like really cool. 
Yeah, I like what I'm looking at with this. I'm definitely going to pick this game up. Um, we got Return All dropping on PC February 15th. Fucking finally. Yeah. Um, not going to actually play it. We got a co-op. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Dustin Neon is dropping February 16th on PC and Switch. This looks cool. It's like a, a twin-stick shooter. Yeah, looks pretty neat. Uh, Theatrhythm, Final Bar Line for final, for uh, PS4 and Nintendo Switch. If you like those uh, Theatrhythm Final Fantasy games, there you go. You got Rooftop Renegades dropping on PC, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. I actually heard about this game before. It looks decent. Hoverblades. Yeah. Uh, Settlers New Allies is dropping on PC February 17th. I've never heard of this game. It's a strategy game. That's probably why I never heard of it. The Ubisoft like indie published game. Oh, so there you go. Yeah. That's another reason I haven't heard of it. Uh, Tales of Symphonia Remastered is dropping on everything for Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. And finally, we got Wild Hearts dropping on PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X every 17th. It's that uh, EA-led Koei Tecmo monster hunting game. That looks all right, but fuck EA, so... It's a $70 game, too, so... And and fuck EA. People seem to forget (laughs) that. Fuck EA. (laughs) They did a couple Uh good things, and I just forgave them. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Just because your boyfriend buys you flowers doesn't mean he doesn't beat you around when no one's looking. So just saying. Um don't don't forget, fuck EA. Yeah, what do you what I the game itself though looks it's the closest that I I think have that anyone's come to actually doing the Monster Hunter thing and doing it right. As far as like it looks. Um you know, right. Been a lot of, Battlefront yeah. looked fantastic. It looked the closest we got to like an actual like, you know, big scale Star Wars battle until the game released. <laughs> so just saying. Yeah, but they like, they made good on that. I think. I think they've turned eventually. Yeah. Eventually, I'm just saying, man. Everyone seems to forget. Like fuck EA. Like they released a couple good games. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like, but they've Fallen been doing was better. Good. In recent times, they've been doing way better than mostly every other evil publisher. So Right. Everybody hates like Ubisoft right now, but yeah. actually I don't even think Ubisoft's getting any hate right now. But I don't know. Did you guys cover the the and maybe this is two weeks ago or something like Did you guys cover the email that Eve sent out to everybody? No. No, what email? Well, so, 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 yeah, so everybody's like all like, like, screw Ubisoft right now. And it was because like, they they had a bad year, like they're not making enough money. And like, the games aren't great quality and all that stuff. And oh, yeah, then, was like, he like, was it like, he's like, yeah. hey, you guys like, gotta you do all... better. Yeah. 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 Basically, it was like, so things are down and you all like everybody in the company, you all need to do better. Yeah. It was like, uh you're the top of the company bro that's your responsibility yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's just like bullshit to me that these guys like a fucking like what 10 percent of the budget goes to like paying these assholes yeah and they get like none of the fucking pushback when things go wrong like it's bullshit um that's why like you can talk shit about nintendo but when the wii u didn't sell well like awada like cut his uh 
his um salary, salary yeah. to pay everybody. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know, like recently they just raised everybody's salaries. You see that? Yeah, I did hear about that. They raised everybody's salary to like it even though like, they're having a pretty rough financial year too. Yeah. Yeah. They raise everyone's salary to like hold on to that uh that talent, which is good to see. Like you get like Twitter who's like just firing everybody. <laughs> and they realize like, oh, we don't have anyone here to like fix shit, so they're losing even more money now. They just kept yeah. everybody on. Yeah, yeah. I've I've been on I've been on fuck Ubisoft for a while, but I think EA has been okay compared to like you know most everyone else. They've been they've been doing all right, especially we'll since they've, now. they've seen the success that allowing uh, respawn to do whatever they want with apex they're like oh this is actually working why don't we you know we're gonna give a little bit more freedom to these motherfuckers to that's true and then yeah. the dead space remake was supposed to be like fantastic so. yeah well so i was watching a buddy of mine go through that the other day again big wuss on horror games can't play on myself um <laughs> dead space is it is a remake it is it's yeah. like the same game so if you it's it it is a prettier version of the same game so like well, there's a lot of quality of life changes to it too like yeah but it's like um, if you play dead space you're not going to get anything new out of this it's like essentially it was just like oh this is like the same game got it okay <laughs> yeah like and so I, that was kind of a look out of me because i was hoping for and i i know this is a very like you love it or you hate a topic but like when like re2 remake and three make came out and they they changed a few things here and there so like it was like oh okay i get it this runs this way now or this goes over here or they hey they skipped this entire part of the game no dead space is literally like oh i know exactly what's going to happen in this game well i heard they added some shit to it too so like i saw some gameplay of it where they're like restoring power to like some parts of the of the ishimura that weren't there before and they showed off some parts uh there are some other like puzzles and like, that weren't the original game before that looked really cool. Okay. Um, yeah. And the, the, the yeah. zero gravity was completely changed around now too, because in the original game, the zero G was handled from like moving right from like one spot to another. Like, but now you actually fly around like you did in Dead Space too. Um, yeah. They did bring that into it. I'll say that it's just Dead Space was always like cool. Yeah. But it was never like crazy outstanding fun to me um or to even I just disagree <laughs> i um, disagree i think it's one of the, the best horror games to come out in a very long time no it was it, it was good like i'm not saying like it, it wasn't dead space 3 but you know <laughs> it was like which was like hot garbage but like one and two were both good games like I, I'm, I'm not saying they aren't it's just i was expecting more out of well, this re- than what the I problem get. too is that Dead Space One was already like kind of ahead of its time with how it handled its gameplay, how it handled its uh, its progression. Right. So there's not a lot of modern sensibilities you can like put on it to like change it up, other yeah. than like some quality of life stuff that were in the later games. And yeah. I'm into it. Like honestly, like and graphically wise, like it's much better. Like I've seen it is like super pretty game. much 100%. better. Yeah. Um, it's- I think. And I would say the gameplay alone, it's just making the, the obvious comparison. Just watching the gameplay, it's easily better than Callisto Protocol. Yeah. The problem is that, like the label the remake, I think, just gets thrown on stuff that's not technically 
I, I would consider a remake. Like Resident Evil, I would consider that a remake. Or Final Fantasy VII, like that's a remake. Like when you you're or like changing... Yakuza Kiwami. Yeah. yeah, but this is more of like yeah, it's it's a remaster with some new stuff. Because yeah. it's it's even very... then, it's like they made the game from the ground up too. It's not like yeah. they just put a coat of paint on it. Like a lot of work went into it. Like they made it yeah. from the ground up. They uh. They revoiced everybody in the game. Um, they redid all the environmental effects. There's a whole depth diary about like, oh, here's how breathing was like recorded for this game. And your character breathes differently if they're like injured or if they're like out of breath or if they're choking. Like there's a whole like thing that they didn't have the original game, just add more to the atmosphere. Um, the problem is that the base game itself was so ahead of its time there wasn't a lot they can do to like change it. You know, it's not like Resident Evil 2 going from like tank controls to a third person shooting game. Yeah. You know, it's the same core game, just they had to remake it with newer content. Yeah. And it's you're like, right, that's where it gets tricky, like what a remake versus remaster looks like. Because the last of us is the same thing. When I when I think of a remake, I'm thinking, oh, we have the opportunity to build this game according to our original vision without any of the limitations we had at the time where we had to do it the first time. Cause when you hear, when you hear, when you see all like the concept art that goes into the games and then, Oh, we had to cut a bunch of stuff because of time constraints or budget constraints. Like that's, that's what I'm thinking for a remake is like, Oh, now we can incorporate all the stuff we had to cut or all the stuff that we couldn't do or all the stuff we envisioned that we couldn't do. We can actually incorporate that in our remake uh, because now we don't have those limitations. Like the last of us is like a good example of something in the middle ground where they did have limitations and they could overcome them on the, on the new hardware, but it was more like technical limitations of like graphics and animation and frame rate and, uh that kind of stuff it wasn't so much like oh here's a segment we had to cut out because we couldn't do it or here's an entire like mechanics we could we had to cut out or here's a whole story beat we had to cut out or i, I don't know like that's why I like final fantasy 7 where it was like it feels like this is the way the game was envisioned from the start but we couldn't actually do any of this because the ps1 I hear what you was mean. so limited I hear what you mean, and that's where it gets tricky because, like, it could also be like you know changing the original vision of the game too. Like, other people don't, don't talk about is like because Dead Space itself is so ahead. Like, there's not a lot you can change to it gameplay wise, but also yeah, there's a lot of stuff under the hood of the Dead Space where people like aren't talking about that was drastically different. Like, all the weapons have different alternative fires now. Nobody's talking about that. I don't know if you remember, but. In Dead Space 1, you had the, the pulse rifle, the machine gun. You remember what the alternate fire was in that? Oh, you never uh, played Dead Space, did you? Yeah, I never played. <laughs> okay, I so the alternate, fire, to, yeah. the alternate fire, you hold the gun in the air, and the barrels come out the side, and it shoots in a 360-degree like movement around you. And <laughs> uh. the remake, they got rid of that, and they changed it to uh, like landmines you can like place everywhere. Okay. So every gun has a different alternate fire now. So the guy, the guy who plays it for me, so I can watch, he literally only uses the plasma cutter 
throughout the entire game. That's it's the it. best like, weapon in the game. Like I'll be honest there. Yeah. Best weapon. Um I even heard the flamethrower like got some more some more love to it because it was fucking useless in the first game. Now I fucked up. I played the first Dead Space. I just wanted to use the plasma cutter because I was like, there's really nothing better that this that could do differently. I got the flamethrower as a backup weapon because like I figured like a flamethrower could be useful for things a plasma cutter can't be. No, it's a fucking useless gun that I should have never gotten. And because I got that gun, I never got the achievement for just using the plasma cutter for the whole game, which I didn't even know existed. So fuck that gun. Um <laughs> But I hear it's like, I don't even think it's in the Dead Space remake. Or if it is, it's like, it's better. Like, there's a lot of things they did to change it, like, under the hood that people aren't taking, uh, aren't taking into account. And there's, there's some story beats I take off from the original game, too, that, uh, that are different. There so, is a, um, not, to, not to do any spoils, but uh, there, you can Google this. There's a, uh, there's a, a new alternate ending yeah. that, like, Basically, you have to play New Game Plus and get, like, all these collectibles to get, and then apparently that, like, completely changes the stories about what the like, 2 and 3 could do. Ooh. Yeah. That's got me excited. So we'll see. And I mean, like, you know, didn't Call of Duty just have a remake, too? Like, didn't One More for 2 just get a remake? And that's, like... Yeah. Apparently, like, that's, like, all the best parts of the game that everybody loves, but also, like, new shit. That the new got... shit is terrible in that game, too. It's you, you cut out a little bit. It's terrible. Yeah, like I went through the campaign for Modern Warfare One and Two, like the the remakes also, and it was like the new stuff they put into Two is not that good. I heard the opposite. I hear it's great, and the way Two ends, a lot of people are like, I have no fucking clue where Three's gonna go. Oh no, yeah. they changed it to where they're just rewriting it now as they go. But like the new, so for instance, the, the thing that the new stuff they put in is this crafting system. Oh, and yeah. Like, and, like, this has no purpose being in a Call of Duty game. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> I was talking, like, story elements, so... What do you craft yeah. in Call of Duty? Well, it's like, the game, like, you play, like, as, um... Like, you, you play as, like, innocent people, right? Like, caught in the war. Like, you're not just playing, like, the big soldiers and the superpowers anymore. Like, you're actually playing, like, some survivors. So I think that's where it gets implemented, right? Oh. No, it's literally like levels where something happens and your character, who's a soldier, not an actual, like, not like a victim or anything like that. It's like, oh, hey, I lost all my guns. What do I do? And it's like, oh, go and find these things and make your own weapons. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, that sucks. Well, I hear yeah. there's like a, like a woman character and there's like a freedom fighter, right? Or like... She was also in Modern Warfare 1, so she's like... Yeah. A yeah. Yeah, she's like new. Like, her thing, I thought, like, she had all the crafting stuff. Am I wrong on that? In the... I, honestly, I don't remember the first one that well. I remember it was, like, a sniper level, but that's it. Um, but in 2, yeah. she's in it, like, as a side character. Uh, I don't think you play as her in this one, but it's, like... She comes back, which is great, because her character was awesome. But, like, yeah, in these two sections of the game, it's just, like... Like, you have to craft, like, explosives and distraction things and, like, get around all of these enemies. And it's like, hey, this one guy's by himself. How about I just kill him and take his gun? And it's like, no, you can't do that. You have to craft something. Oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it was so dumb. Oh, that sucks. 
so yeah with the argument like remakes versus remasters like there's a lot of things that can go to a remake i mean if we define remake as like oh so that's made from the ground up you can argue like the last of us remake was the same thing but that doesn't feel like a remake at all even though they said they remade it from the ground up i don't believe them <laughs> i don't believe that at all yeah i've been watching this uh wild hearts gameplay dude and i'm i'm i'm, I'm probably gonna buy this <laughs> I'll wait till you play it, and then we'll see how it is and if okay. it's good. I'm I mean, I'll wait up. for reviews, but I yeah. don't think this is probably not going to disappoint. I think. Yeah, I can wait a year until it's on Game Pass with Game EA. Pass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? With EA Play, Game Pass comes with that EA Play. You can do like play a game for like four hours, I think. Yeah, for, for free. So um, that'd be cool. I can try it yeah. before I buy it. Do that with Need for Speed. So. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for the show, everybody. This has been good. I had a lot of fun. Thank you, Clay, for coming in, man. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Always appreciate it. Yeah, yeah man, for sure. This has been fun. You guys can catch us up next week. Sabi, man, tell people where they can find us. Guys, you can go to gameverse.com. You can go to gameverse.com slash Twitch. You can go to gameverse.com slash YouTube. You can go to gameverse.com slash Discord and hang out with us and chat with us and talk about video games with us and play video games with us and 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 do and do stuff gameverse.com slash friendster uh yeah where does that go (laughs) (laughs) this goes to a web page that says seriously bro (laughs) you can also find us on OnlyFans you want to see pictures of uh yeah join my uh, ten dollars a picture find me on feet finder Um. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this has been fun everybody you know hit us up on the discord we love chatting with you guys you don't always respond immediately but we always respond on the discord so come hit us up everyone go out be safe be excellent to each other